With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And why are we letting people from the UK tell us about words? Do we Thank know? You. Do we know what they call Thank cigarettes you. over there? Oh. <laughs> you know? Anybody from the LGBT oh. community in America want to go over there and tell them to change the words for their cigarettes? <laughs> wow. We should. We should return fire. This dude discovered margaritas and has never been the same. He's an alcoholic. Spicy margaritas. All right, two quick things right off the bat. George has a camel toe. You'll notice that <laughs> for the entire episode, he'll be covering it with a f- pillow. Mike's been making crotch comments this whole time. I'm so glad we don't have an HR. I'll go straight to it. I've never been so far away from you before. You feel, you, this, did you, did you set this up in a weird Wait, way. Wait, did you pan? Do I really have a camel toe? Like, no, camel toes are kind of hot. They're in right now. And I'm Middle Eastern, so camel toes are camel toes? that like really gets us going. Yeah, right, right. Nice uh, nice joke. Nice cultural joke. I see. Awesome joke, George. Yeah, okay, fun. quickly, I just uh, want to... Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I just want to give a quick shout out to the Mondrian on Park Avenue for hosting us for these three podcasts. All right. Uh, two, actually, because Logan canceled the boys only. Shocker. Uh, so <laughs> Mondrian on Park Avenue, thanks for having us. The Terrace is beautiful, and here we are, and we appreciate it. Did you, you just say what I think you said? What? You just called George beautiful in a derogatory racial slur and said terrorist. Wait, did you guys insert a bunch of racist comments into my mouth? Did you just say what I think you said? Uh, oh, <laughs> oh! When I said the nice terrorist, you thought I said he's a nice terrorist. <laughs> what? The- not, I, I really like that. You're with you. I I'm, I'm gonna get you one day, mother. I can't. I don't- I'm gonna catch All right, you actually, slipping. yes, I do. I do <laughs> I'm going to catch you slipping, and I'm going to be the first to cancel you. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Malak is over party. I'm bringing the prize. You, you tried to cancel me on the burger post, the 6.6. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to. So, so Mike, wait. Mike does these burger reviews, as you know, if you watch the Night Shift, Mike's channel on YouTube. Great channel. We love it. So do the viewers. <laughs> and he has these uh, burger reviews. He comes to New York, and he finds this guy who has these famous burgers. And the dude's like, I've been doing this my whole life. You know, my heart, my soul, my family has passed this this recipe down from generation to generation. And Mike has the fucking audacity to rate this burger a 6.6. <laughs> it was a 6.6. It wasn't, it wasn't that good. It wasn't. Right. You were there for and you were happy I gave that rating. I don't want to get into it too much because it is a part of a Night Shift episode coming up. But he, he pulled up on me. He showed up at the fucking hotel. <laughs> he found out where he Mike found was. out where I was standing and, and, and went to New York on me. And I appreciate that, bro. He's like, yo. I've been doing this my whole fucking life. <laughs> I wanted to come here simply to say, fuck you. <laughs> and also to let you know that there's a burger named after you now at a restaurant. Mike made it on a menu, a New York burger menu. Yep, it's yep. like, it's like the, uh, it's called in honor of big Mike, the 6.6 6. 6. burger. Yeah, yeah. They capitalized on it. And guess what? Mike rated that burger <laughs> and eight, eight. Oh, yeah, don't it was, well, whatever. It's fine. Bro, no one fucking actually know, cares about the rating. <laughs> I want to save it for my channel. Shut up. Welcome back to Impulsive. The number one podcast in the world. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed. We're fired up. We got a great guest today. He's on his way. He's here. He's, bi- he's here. Where? Wait, but but, but also wait. Walking this- up. No, no. But is this behind for me? This- hey, hey, hey! Me. Stop asking me questions. Is this for this episode or for are we doing the insert or is the insert not happening for JP? Insert my fucking. Yo, stop! <laughs> nice. Stop. <laughs> he, so he's behind this wall. He's outside the door. 
Can you hear me? Insert my fucking dick in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) What is this episode? Why do we want a candle in here? No, No, it's because he's been farting this whole time. I have been too. Wait, what what is this episode that we're shooting right now? It sounded like you were just doing a what do you mean, bro? Charlemagne the guy. He's a f- so we're not talking about Jake Paul KSI. We're not talking about Andrew Tate called us back out because of the video I posted about him. But and now he wants to buy his Bugattis. We're not talking about anything about the Jake Paul shit and putting that into the episode with the Jake Paul shit. I don't want to do that. Fine. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Charlemagne the God on today. Logan's going to have a very well prepped uh, way to introduce him momentarily. Now what, Logan? Shut up. How- Show George's camel toe right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't spread it out. Sorry. Pull them up like they usually are and let that thing fucking camel, bro. <laughs> let that toe Yo, camel. Oh my God. Bro. A male camel toe should be called a camel bro. <laughs> <laughs> camel let that bro. camel bro I like shine. I like Yo, there you go, baby. Let it shine. Like, let that little fucking micro penis that you said was the biggest out of the three of us show. How about this? Buddy, I I'll show you a picture right now that'll blow your brains out. I, listen, listen. <laughs> I will fuck you up with my fucking life. I would dick. literally I will put one hundred thousand dollars of real cash. Where are you gonna get I, that capital? You're gonna get from VC fund? But, oh, Where are you, are you making drugs? No, it's not. Drugs? That's a are, lot of money. You, I, I would never do make drugs that growing up, Mike. I have money. I have a lot of money. You see, you dodged the question. I will literally record this for a club. It will show our dicks online. Are you down to put a hundred? Okay, hold on. My, here's my question. What is subjective? Any size no, you want. Subjectively, Girth, length. Not possible. Yo, it's on so length. funny. Usually, not possible on length. The dick not measuring contest is usually proverbial. I've never seen two dudes actually legitimately. I will, have a dick I will put a hundred thousand dollars actual capital. There's no. You are four foot six. There is no way your dick is longer than mine. Put your money. It's not possible. Well, fatter, I guarantee you have a fucking chode. Your shit probably looks like a tuna can. Anything you want. It probably Lengths looks like girth. this, like a fucking flying $100, disc. $100,000. An unidentified flying dick. You have a UAP. That, you have brother. a fucking... An unidentified... You've seen my dick. You should see my dick. I have seen it. You did the helicopter with it, and you almost took off in Park City. <laughs> I remember that shit very <laughs> well, It's bro. true. If he gets that thing going, he can he can get some, uh, <laughs> some thrust. He can get some real lift. Enough talking about dicks. You I was just getting started. That concern. All right, is the guy that was supposed to be here four hours ago here? Yeah, should we get him? Wait, hold on. I'm po- I'm posting content online. No, just just one second, one second, one second. Should me and George keep talking? Yeah, hundred thousand dollars. All right, listen. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> something else. Something else. All right, tell, we're not gonna have a chance to talk about this. Tell about that. No, 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 I got something. When I go on the plane, I like to get comfortable. Maybe I'm in first. Maybe I'm in economy. Depends on where I'm going. I always take my shoes off. I always take my shoes. You take shoes off. This is good. Yeah. It's what you do. Okay. It's what you do. Right now. I don't always put them back on when I go to the bathroom. It, it's what some do. I, I walk through the plane with my shoes off with my socks. Now, now that I have a bunch of very specific rules about it. If you, I'm, if I'm in economy, I probably will put my shoes back on. Does that, that sounds fucked up. I don't think so. People in economy piss on the floor. They're mouth breathers. <laughs> fucking piss. Floor pissing peasant. Who knows what's going on? What fucking there. shit. I've seen a peacock. In Dude, I do not. I'm forgetting before this actually becomes something. But it's also true. I don't wear my shoes in the first class bathroom. But when I'm in economy, I put them back on. Now, I also have time constraints. I will not wear my shoes in either class if it's less than an hour into the flight. Because there's not enough piss on the floor yet. Oh, you're around an hour and a half to two hours in the, the saturation of urine on the floor starts to stack upon itself. Okay. 
I have a whole set of rules about this. Yeah, it looks like it. I just avoid the puddles. That's my that was my main rule. So you stand a little cockeyed in the bathroom, yeah? Uh, the the angles I hit are uh, impressive. I, I and I, I think it tells me a lot too sometimes about the stewardess or what do they call flight attendant yep. when I walk out of the bathroom, what their reaction is to my my sake flippers coming out instead of shoes. Like they look down and some look up at me and they're like, All right, brother. You wanna and some look at me and they're disgusted. Yeah. Like you just stepped in piss, bro. Do you want to hear something vile? Yeah. How does anybody tune into the beginning of our podcast? They're the best parts. Have absolutely. Bet you, all right, we're going to put a poll up here right now. <laughs> do you guys like the boys only banter or do you like the guests better? Answer the poll. It's up at the top of the screen. For right those now. of you looking for the poll, we'll never put one up. You'll never actually see the poll. <laughs> Yo, Jeff. Jeff hit him up the other day and goes, man, Jeff goes, Yo, I think we can glean a lot of information out of a, out of a survey that asks our, our uh, audience a bunch of questions about the show. And Logan goes, I don't give a fuck what the audience thinks about the show. <laughs> We're doing the show we want to fucking do. That, that, is, that is remotely true. I love what you guys think, but it would be a shame to cater the show to things that I'm not interested mm -hmm. in or we aren't interested. That would suck. Yeah. That's like pulling teeth. Yep. We talk about fucking peeing on bathroom floors, economy dicks. mouth breathers, and dicks. Right, can we circle back to that? What does that mean, mouth breathers? It's like when you breathe out of your mouth. <laughs> God, I'm pretty sure we all do that, right? Or no? Get the frick out of here. We have an important guest. And you're talking about fucking breathing. <laughs> bring bring in Charlemagne. Damn, in the all blue, 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 all strong blue. This week. What's up, baby? How you doing? What's up, bro? brother? How are you? He looks like he's ready to start trouble, bro. He's ready to start or, fucking or sprint trouble. somewhere quickly. <laughs> quickly. What's happening? What's good? What up, bro? We are, we're fired yeah, up. Happy today. to be here, man. This angle's fucked too. You really fucked us with this angle today, bro. Up, we're usually facing the guests and shit. I feel like I'm all the way over here. What? Come on, y'all making too much money, man, for this, right? No, because all right, I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you quick, I'll tell you a quick story. Okay. So originally our guests today, they were supposed to come at uh, three. Okay. And we, <laughs> and we were in a different room with like a bomb ass setup. Oh, shit. And then they shoved us in this room. Yeah, they shoved us closet. in this broom closet. Who was the guest? <laughs> well, you, man. Yeah. Oh, it was me? <laughs> no. Really? I was supposed to be at three? Wait, what? They didn't tell you that? No. I, I, came, from, I came in from Miami. I was on a flight. And um, I, didn't, I knew that y'all was only in New York for a few days and so I, I flew back uh, from my CM I got a little Duval because he's on rehab he was rehabbing in Miami yeah, yeah. so I was like yo I, I gotta pull up I appreciate you yeah, man. Well, well damn who scheduled it for three Dylan I apologize for being this late I didn't know no, no, I told him 4.30 damn Dylan <laughs> All right. Well, oh, hey, yeah. if you're oh, watching yeah. this show and you have experience producing podcasts, uh, <laughs> applications, <laughs> we're accepting them now. The Yo, now nah, fuck the intro today. I don't like your intros lately, Dill. Oh, they're bomb, bro. Can't say that around George. Yeah, as a Middle Eastern, it's not bomb. <laughs> um, I do have an intro uh, that, that I made. Oh, really? Okay. He's a king of culture. He's a disruptor, a speaker of words, and one third. Of the Breakfast Club. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Charlemagne the God. What's happening, man? Thank you for having me. What's the word? Happy to be on Impulsive. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Um, Dude, wear socks. You. you got in socks? Bathroom, man. man, you know what's crazy? I realized today I don't have no fucking white socks. Like, all I got is black socks. And, like, last time I wore blue and put on black socks, like, it was on Instagram and they killed me on Instagram. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit, I got to start wearing white, I guess, when I uh, put on all blue. So I put on the white socks. Okay, clutch. Yes. The internet will check your fashion first. Oh, they, yeah. And they do. But see, I don't give a fuck. I repeat outfits all the time. Like, I wore this outfit before. So you never really know how to wear it 
right until the second time because they'll tell you how to wear it on social media. You just fix uh, it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if I don't have, like, the stylist with me, like, because I, I only do stylists when I'm doing, like, TV and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So, what happened? You wore, you wore black socks one time and they... They, they killed me. No, but did they spaz on you? Spaz. <laughs> can you say that? I can, can say you? it. But I'm saying, though... You can say it in the proper I context. Oh, words matter. Words matter. We got to stop acting like words don't matter. Like, you open up Webster's Dictionary, there can be a word with several different definitions. As long as you're using the word in the proper context, it shouldn't be a problem. So, you and know... Why Huh? You know why I'm asking you that, right? Because of the Beyonce and Lizzo yeah, shit, Yeah, right? yeah. And why are we letting people from the UK tell us about words? Do we Thank know? You. Do we know what they call Thank cigarettes you. over there? Oh. <laughs> you know? Anybody from the LGBT oh. community in America want to go over there and tell them to change the words for their cigarettes? Wow. We should. We should return fire. <laughs> we should. All right, you guys can have spaz. That's what right. we want. <laughs> I can't say it. We want it Mike, back. Mike, Mike, please don't. We don't want it you. back. Yo. I'm, I'm going to get you. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm chilling. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. I think people. Um, I don't know. I could see how how you do want to be cognizant of a word that could offend some people, regardless of where you're from. You know, especially like Beyonce and Lizzo. They got the the cleanest. Reputation. Yeah, I agree. But once again, words matter. And we got to start having smarter conversations because yeah. it's literally like social media or run with something to be like, this is this is wrong. This shouldn't be said. And you're like, wait a minute. Life don't work like that. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's some gray area here. Can we have the nuanced conversation? And the nuanced conversation is that words matter. And you know, it depends on what context you use the word in. And they should know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He right. taught me really a long time ago, a very important lesson. Be careful when you speak in absolutes. Yes absolutes they're very dangerous and now we're now we're having this conversation around regional sensitivities yes i can say something in english and somewhere in zimbabwe right. that might mean like yo murdering somebody like i don't fucking know what that shit means in another dialect language that's right you know what i'm saying it's it's wild now, out there now we did have uh, i had w kamar bell on my talk show last week and he did say that um you know it just depends on if you want to make money right because if you're in the uk and you're trying to sell your music in the uk you yep, gotta yep. read the room so yes i wouldn't go over to the UK. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And probably, you know, yeah. use that word. Just like they can't come over here and <laughs> ask for cigarettes. You know what I mean? Without somebody looking at them crazy. Yeah. So I can, I understand that but it's like yo man that stuff like that is a should be a non-starter like that shouldn't even be a conversation why are we reacting to these people on social media like that why do we give social media that much power like do a lot of power and you said it's money it's money it's how you, yeah. it's, it's how a lot of people make their money it's 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 the form of communication that allows your thing to uh get be seen yeah but none of us could create like like we can't create like that if we get on platforms and because intention matters to me, right? So if you sit down and you have good intentions, right? And if my intention is good and I say something, if I say something that, you know, a word that offends you or whatever, you don't got to cut my head off for it. It's just a conversation. You know I didn't sit down and intend to, to, to push you like that. But how can you create if you sit down and you got to really think about every single word you use? We are in an <laughs> like, interesting time. Like how? Yeah. What's the point of doing a podcast every week? What's the point of doing a radio if you got to think about every single word? <clears throat> Do you know what that does to your creative expression in that lane? That's that natural lane of like, like 
what you want to say mm-hmm. when everything that you want to say or talk about, you have to first push through a little oh filter God. or 10 little filters that sift out your creativity and end up in a, we've talked about this before, you know, like maybe we're saying it's a little harder than it is, but dude, there's just a lot of things to consider when you talk these days, bro. It's hard. Man. Think about four years from now. Think about the words we're using now, four years from oh, we're now, canceled. that may offend somebody. Oh, it's over. I-, I was gonna ask you about this because you are a, a, a radio and talk show Don, mm-hmm. and you've been doing it Thank for you. so long. Uh, are you worried about what's in your catalog? Like, I'm a little concerned that people are gonna look back on this show, you know, 10 years from now, and I will have said something that isn't okay then. I get canceled three times a year. Oh, no way. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I, I get outraged from the internet three times a year. And it used to bother me until I realized like, yo, I can't even trip off that because that's not even me anymore. And yeah. culture was different, right? Like uh, I always use the analogy of, let's just say 20 years ago, there was a highway and the speed limit on the highway was 80 miles per hour. Right. So everybody was doing 80. Sometimes you might do 85. Sometimes you might do 90 because you can get away with it. Right. But over time, they realize, hey, man, people are going too fast on this road. So it's been too many accidents, too many fatalities, people getting hurt. So they reduced the speed limit to 55. 20 years later, you're doing 55 Mm -hmm. because you don't want to hurt anybody. You don't want to, you know, hurt yourself or, you know, end up uh, uh, causing somebody else to get hurt. So you start doing the speed limit. But what if you started getting speeding tickets from when the speed limit was 80 miles per hour, uh, when that was motherfucking legal? Yeah. You'd be looking like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. That's where we're at in, in right now. I think it's changing though. I think it was worse like four or five years ago. For sure. But I think it's changing now. I think the, yeah. The, the pendulum is swinging back. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Not even swinging back, it's just becoming a balance. Like I think people realize like that's not sustainable because this is a circular firing squad. Because yeah. everybody got some shit. I know everyone. Right? Every fucking <laughs> everybody <laughs> got some shit. I don't care who it is. Man. You know. <laughs> He's a Christian. <laughs> No, no, Jesus got him covered. <laughs> oh, I saw you uh, posting uh, Bishop Jakes. I like his stuff. You do? Yeah, yeah. Word, word, word. Word. Him and Stephen Furtick are pretty dope. Me and Stephen Furtick from the same hometown. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Team Christians, bro. What's yeah, <laughs> Stephen Furtick. Uh, him, and, him and my wife went to high school together. I was already kicked out of high school by the time you know they came around. But um, They canceled you in high school already? They canceled me in high school. <laughs> I, got, I got expelled from two high schools. Bro. Oh, damn. damn. Yeah. I only got kicked out of one. Really? Yeah. The principal was like, hey, I think you should leave. I was like, damn. I was like, okay. My mom was like, I agree. We should get. And you know what my mom said the first day of school? She goes, don't be yourself. And I was like, I'll never forget that. I was like, don't be myself. Don't be yourself. She's like, just, you're loud and obnoxious. What a shit advice from No, dude, mom. this is why I get so mad with about the whole cancel thing and like just ever, don't bull. You know what my dad told me? He goes, listen, they'll like you if you shut the fuck up. Yeah. He goes, just shut the fuck up. He's like, obviously you talk too much. See, I get this. I want everybody to talk. I want everybody to talk. I want everybody to express their opinions, their ideas. I don't care, you know, what differences we may have. Like, that's the only way that we can all be this community we claim to be. Like, you know, I don't want to be in a, a, a echo chamber full of people. I want you to believe what you believe, you, be, you to believe what you believe, you to believe what you believe, and let's just all have dialogue about it. How do we reach common ground on things that are slightly polarizing? Because that's, that's, I think, the issue we're facing right now, right? There's a, there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And everyone has an opinion, and they feel warranted in their opinion, especially because of social media, right? It, yeah. it can become an echo chamber. So, so how do you have an opinion while also maintaining an open mind for some sort of common ground for what you're talking about? I think the common ground is just respect. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna disrespect you just because you think differently than me or you have a different opinion. Like I think that's the problem, right? The problem is we we either label people good and bad or right 
and wrong. You know what I mean? Good, evil. Like, no. If you have a difference of opinion, that's all it is. And I respect you as a human to have that. And guess what? If I do something that, speaking to elementary school, if I do something that they teach us in elementary school, which is the golden rule, just simply do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Why is that so hard it now? It shouldn't be. It's wild, bro. <laughs> it shouldn't it's be. such a simple fucking concept to just be good to other people. I, I, I've been talking about this crazy lately. Why has that become so hard? Because they feel like if you're not with them, you're against them. Well, a lot and a lot of people answer back when I post about it and they say, what people aren't being good to me. Mm. And so why the fuck should I be good to other people? I get that from a lot of, especially the younger people, right? Why should I be good to other people that are not being good to me? Because you got to break the cycle. Yeah. Until you start coming out of your shell, being good to people who aren't being good to you, the cycles, ne- the, the hate cycle is never going to stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to at some point dig deep in that ego and that pride of yours and s- against all fucking odds, stick that olive branch out. Take that shot to the chin and fucking wear it. And break that cycle. And a lot of us got to start breaking that cycle of hate and reaching out and shaking hands with people we don't agree with. That's fucking absolutely correct. And, you know, I think it's because we all have a lot of pain that we haven't dealt with. And we all got a lot of trauma that we haven't dealt with and hurt that we haven't dealt with. So, like, hurt people hurt people. So, when we say do unto others as you would have them do unto you, people are being shitty to other people because they feel shitty on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one's told them anything good. No That's one said, right. Yo, you should be proud right. of yourself. You're a That's smart right. person. You're a phony person. Like, we got to start hyping each other up. We got to start building each other's buildings up instead of tearing them down, Yes. Bro. You now, know what I'm saying? Now, now, I will say I do believe in shame, meaning that, you know, sometimes shame works. You yeah. know, remember back, back in the day when you had a chubby friend? You know what I mean? You shame, yeah, yeah, you shame yeah. them into getting shape. Yeah, yeah. You love them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know where this fatness is going to lead. <laughs> you know? So I do believe in like, you know, just calling calling it at, calling calling it how it is. And you could do it in a loving way. It, it, ha- it has to be done. It has to be done in a loving way. And it yeah. works too. I mean, bro, like a lot of people had to get called fatty a couple hundred times hey. before they started changing. Hey. Still hasn't worked for me. You call me fat pretty much every day. Oh my God. Mark. Well, maybe every other day. No, that's not true. What are you doing? I'm just, I'm not nothing. It's working. It keeps me in the gym. He's saying I'm agreeing with Hey, this bro. is sorry trying to cancel you because you were trying to cancel him. Bro. This is a maneuver, bro. Uh, I, I am Logan's best friend and I could, with a full confidence face, and not because I get my paychecks from him. He's never called Mike fat. That's not true either. Oh. That's not true either. Today. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> but you got, but yours is different though. You got to stay in shape for like the WWE and I, boxing I and have all to, that shit. Dude, I'm working out the other day, just the other day. And I was like, holy shit, I guess I'm technically a professional athlete now. Like yeah. I, I have to now. Yeah. It's weird. He does it, I think for mental health, huh? Yeah, I work out for mental health. I don't call you Party fat. I know. I call I'm you fat. I'm, dude, I'm 6'3". I can afford to be fat. That's, Plus, part, that, that's part of my mental health routine. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, exercise, hundred percent. What What do you do? What's your workout like? Um, a lot of hit training. You know, yeah. my dude, uh, my cousin Tony. You know, what I mean, we call him Perm. His nickname is Perm because he gets you straight. Yeah. Right. So he gets yeah. you straight. He gets you straight yeah. in the gym. But um, we do. We just do a lot of hit training. A lot that's of high nice. intensity. That's good training. stuff. I, yeah. I I don't love the uh, the the high intensity cardio stuff. Oh, it's, I hate it. It's hard. Oh man, we did it last Friday. Oh my god, he had us doing like these fifteen second intervals intervals on the the the, the, the treadmill, yeah. and it was like at. 15, it was a, oh, it was wild. But I mean, it's worth it in the end, though. You know what I mean? And, and after you do it, you feel great. When you walk out, you feel oh, great. Man, you feel incredible. Yo, okay. I got to be honest with you. Earlier, we were talking about disagreements. Okay. I'm the hip-hop head of the show. I'm okay. 37 years old. 
I was around for Funk Flex the Tunnel. Okay. When Jay said, don't be the next contestant on the Summer Jam screen, I was okay. there in Nassau. Like, wow. I'm that guy. Wow. Right? I'm that fucking guy. So you, that's, Michael Jackson came out at that yeah, show. Facts. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> the biggest disagreement, we, see, politics is a new thing. People yelling at each other about Trump and Obama and all, that shit's new. Back in that day, you were either Team Ether or Team Takeover. Yeah. You were Team Jay or Team Nas. Yeah. I, I really, I prepped for this interview today more than every <laughs> other one of the 400 shows we have done. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ben Shapiro, Alex Jones, crazy shows. This is my lane. I want to pick your fucking brain about hip hop. Let's do it. Because that's your, that's your space, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's my culture. Absolutely. Right? What was the golden era of hip hop? I just brought up the early 2000s. Mm. 50 Cent drops, Get Rich, potentially perfect album. Jay drops Blueprint. Nas, Nas is going crazy. Kanye's starting to show his face. Yeah. Is that the golden era of hip hop? Well, I'm oldest. I'm 44. I was born in 1978. So, <laughs> 1900s. So, for me, the golden era of hip hop would probably be like 90, 94. Bit, not early Nas, yeah, bit, just getting into Biggie and shit. That's when like Wu Tang first yep, came out and Nas yep. just came out and Biggie and like Boot Camp Click and Outkast and Goody Mob. You know what I mean? Like that, that 1900s era was like. That 1994 era was very, 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 very special. Very it, special. Because I saw your I saw your 2018 top five. Who was it? Oh, no. My top five hasn't changed. So, so what was go, it? Go, Ghostface. Yes. Jay. Yes. Nas. Yes. Scarface. Yes. Killer Mike. Killer Mike. An honorable mention would be T.I. And, and uh, Jeezy. Jeezy. Yep. And you still stand by that? I still stand on that. And so you can, you can ignore... This, is, this was the hard one for me to swallow. You could ignore Pac. Completely. Pause. Um, but yes, because that's my personal opinion. Okay. So, you know what I mean? So, so that's not a, that's not an objective list. Sure. If I did an objective list, Pac would be on there. Got it. But my personal top five, top seven, yes, that's my personal top. Based five, on top based five. on lyrics or based on how you feel. Like what what is that list built off of? Because um, a little bit of everything: lyrics, uh, storytelling, impact of the music. You know, music provides soundtracks to your life, right? Like when we think about these songs, man, like all of these songs that we love, we have memories attached to them. Like there's probably a slow song that you like because that's the first time you busted a nut. You know what I mean? Or like you could think about the prom or something. You was dancing with a young lady. Like all of us got different moments that we got music attached to. So those people right there I named, I got memories attached to all of that, all of that music. I just think like, and I want to ask you about this too. It's like, you look back at Pac, and I, I pulled up this this lyric. Mm-hmm. This is probably, what, like mid-90s, 25, 30 years before Roe v. Wade is the center of all conversation. Word. We're talking about a song called Keep Your Head Up. Time to heal our, our women, be real to our women, if, and if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. And since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create That's one. That's right. Yeah. Like, bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, Pac was that guy. That guy, dude. I, I didn't appreciate Pac when he was alive because he was dissing everybody that I liked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was dissing Biggie. He was dissing Mob Deep. He was dissing Nas. He was yeah. dissing Jay. So I liked all of them. You yeah. know what I mean? So I was like, yo, who is this guy? Like, if it was wrestling, like, Pac was the ultimate heel. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, there was yeah. no greater heel than Tupac. Like, he didn't give a flying fuck. And he, like, really backed up everything that he used to rap about, like, Pac shot two cops back in the day. Yeah, People forget facts. that. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? Wait, what? Yeah. He shot two off-duty cops. He saw these off-duty, off-duty cops harassing somebody, and he intervened, ended up shooting both of them. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's just like, like Pac really was 
How, how do you get how off of that? He was. I forgot how he got That's off. I think I don't remember how he dropped got a off. really hot track. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but as far as like impact is concerned, like he may have he may have been making some of the most impactful hip hop statements ever, right? Yeah, I didn't appreciate it back then. I was like, I was young, you know what I mean? So it's like, even though I, I, I was attracted to the rebelliousness of what he was doing, I didn't uh, pick up on, you know, the, the, the things he was saying that had socially redeeming value in it until later. You know, it was his documentary. He's got this documentary called, uh, what's it called? Revol Revolutions or Revelations, oh, I did, but he narrates it. Oh, He's, sick. It's oh. him, like they use his words to narrate the whole documentary. You should watch it if you're a Pac fan. Like that's what made me be like, oh man. Pac was different. Like we might, we really lost something with Pac. Also, way ahead of his time, man. I, he, I think he died at age twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-four, twenty-five. Which is yeah. absurd, man. The body of work and the magnitude, the impact he was able That's to right. have at such a at such a young age. Like, you know, we have some of these artists now of our generation. Like Juice comes to mind. You know, yeah. like way ahead of his time. Just tragic. Uh, you got to tell me about Juice. Like I, I've interviewed Juice, but I didn't listen to all Juice's music like that. But I hear. When I hear people talk about Juice, they talk about him with this reverence, like he really was saying things that were impacting people. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, he made so much music, you know, and 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 evidently, you know, I've, I've never worked with him, but he he's he's a musical genius. He he would come in there and every every single day, uh, for almost every hour he was awake, he he'd, he'd be conceptualizing, creating, and and coming up with uh, fire lyrics that that. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Resonate with a ton of people. And a lot of it, I think, came from sadness, too. You know, we're in a, we're in a time where people... Um, want to look towards thy neighbor because they're feeling the same thing. Uh, maybe like a, a, a despair of sorts, a, um, sometimes like a hopelessness, a loneliness, yeah. or like whatever it is. He was really able to connect. Um, XXX comes to mind as well. XXX, I never met X. He mentioned me in a song before, but I never met him. Oh, uh, no way. Yeah, he said, he said, I'm an asshole like Charlemagne. <laughs> That's what he said. Are you cool? Do you, is that a correct statement, an accurate statement? Would you say? I mean, it depends, right? Like, like I, I, I've, I'm sure I've been an asshole. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when you talk about like listening to old stuff, sometimes I listen to old stuff that I've done, and I'll be like, "How could anybody ever like me?" You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I really now I see why. I call me an asshole. Speaking of you know? being an asshole, bro, like I saw you just completely shit on Post Malone. What's up with that, dude? <laughs> Why do you call m -m -m mayonnaise records, bro? Like, what's up with all this? What's the whole background? You know what it was? Post had made these statements one time that I didn't appreciate because it was like, yo, he came up in rap music. You know what I mean? So he had the song White Iverson, and yep. you know, we had him on Breakfast Club back in the day. So he came up in hip hop, but then he made a statement. I'm I'm paraphrasing now, but the statement was like, if you want to cry or, or listen to you know music that has a deeper meaning, you know, don't listen to rap or something like that. And I'm like. <laughs> But it kind of goes, but it, <laughs> like not only did you come up in hip hop, but that's just not true. Like you just, you heard what you just quoted yeah, from Pac. Like, but, but that's what I'm, I'm going to ask you about too, is like, it, it goes back. We, we know Pac and we remember Pac and we remember some of the artists around that time that were bringing out this stuff about societal change and about, you know, the affliction of, uh, of black communities and the stuff that socioeconomic classes are going through. But when you look at hip hop now, even even back to just like early 2000s, 2010s, the music started to change a lot. 
Post is so young mm-hmm. that like I'm, I, I bet you the majority of what he bases around hip hop is pop a molly, drink some lean, fuck a bitch. You know what I'm saying? And so like in a way, do you feel <clears throat> like we have, you know, hip hop has become watered down to a point where it's just like, yo, it's party music. Like, like. No, I think hip hop is nuanced and there's a lot of different types of hip hop. Yep, like yep. If I, I can go from future to Kendrick Lamar just like that. Yep. You know what I mean? I can go from, you know, Rhapsody to the Migos just like that. Like, you know, like there's guys that rap about, you know, drugs and using drugs and selling drugs. And then there's people that have shit that got socially redeeming value in their music. Like there's so much dope ass content. There's too much content out here. You know what I mean? So if all you're hearing is that, then that's all you're listening to. But, but don't you think it's being elevated more than the conscious rap? Like, don't you think that don't you think that like in a lot of ways around the same time when the when the dealer remember how the dealer used to get elevated Jay yeah, was the, Jay yeah, was the guy right yeah, then they started celebrating the fiend yeah the user right yeah. and so don't you think that that like drug use mentality that party mentality that substance mentality is like elevated more than Kendrick more than I J. don't Cole think so like that because if you look at the last like twelve years right and you look at the the top five biggest rappers in the game there's probably only one that's doing that was that's really the leader of that and that was that was future yeah. in a lot of ways but kendrick j cole drake they they not on that yeah, and facts. they've been the big three-headed monster you know for the past 10 plus years that's yeah, true so i nah i don't i don't i think that's an unfair assessment of uh hip-hop i think when you're in the clubs or you might be listening to the radio you might be hearing more of that but nah hip-hop is very 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 diverse yeah. very diverse so from my perspective, it seems to me that you're saying like if you got, came up from this culture, you should educate yourself and teach people about the culture. Yeah, yeah, because there's people out there. You might have more eyeballs on you than uh, the average person that you know knows the average hip hop artist. Yeah, right. Because you're Post Malone. So if you're in a mainstream publication and you're having that conversation, why would you shit on the culture that you came up in? Like that didn't that didn't make no sense to me, none I'm, whatsoever. I'm looking at your top five. And it brings up this question. <clears throat> do, do you still appreciate that era of hip hop, 90s, 2000s hip hop, personally for you, mm-hmm. more than today's hip hop? Ooh, do I appreciate it more? Um, that's a great question. I don't know if I appreciate it more. I mean, that's just my era. That's what I that's what I came up in. Like I said, all my memories are attached to that. But I do appreciate, you know, this this generation of hip hop just because man they've turned it into like a real business like you know they're real entrepreneurs in this culture you know and then you got guys that are carrying the torch like I love La Russell La Russell this dude out of Vallejo you know uh, California he's phenomenal like you know whatever the Killer Mikes and Kendricks and you know Scarfaces we're doing he's in that lane then you got people like Simba you know who's from the from the Cali area like he's phenomenal people like Rhapsody she's from North Carolina like all of these people are carrying on tradition to me so I do appreciate them I just have more nostalgia with the era I came up in just because I have all those memories attached to the music like I like you might you just mentioned Juice World you probably got a night where you was out and you was getting lit and y'all was playing Juice World, you remember that night and Juice World was the soundtrack to that night. That's how I feel about somebody like Jeezy. When I was in my twenties, running through Columbia, South Carolina, Jeezy was that guy. So Talk I got motivation, yeah, one on one. I remember that. Yeah. Shit. yeah. So I got I got memories attached to it. Plus I was in radio, so <clears throat> I watched a lot of those dudes come up. Like I remember watching Jeezy. At a club called uh, the Main Event in Columbia, South Carolina, my man Fats had a birthday party. He had Jeezy and Big Country Kang performing. Right, it might have been fifty people in the club that night, but the club holds like two thousand. 
man, by the time Jeezy came back with Trap or Die mixtape, yeah. that club had like 3,000 inside and another 500 trying to get in. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I remember those things. I remember my, my homeboy DJ Frosty, you know, Jeezy leaving his Versace glasses at the DJ booth and Frosty still has those glasses to this day. You know what I mean? Like I remember things like that. So it's like the memories attached to it. So the, I, 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 I do appreciate this era. I just have a lot of memories that I appreciate attached to, you know, my era. Coming up in the world <clears throat> of radio, did you find it hard to not burn bridges or is that something you didn't care about? Because you, you have a lot of hot takes yeah. and you're opinionated, which yeah. is, is, is why you're great. Yeah. But also in a world where networking and relationships are important, did that ever concern you? I'm, I didn't know any better. Mm. Like, so I was literally fresh off a dirt road in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, and you know, coming on the radio in Charleston. Charleston is like 20 minutes, 30 minutes from Monk's Corner. So I didn't know any better. I was drunk, high on the air. I was just talking the way we talk, you know, mm. amongst each other. And it's just like, that's just something that stuck with me. I always say the best thing that happened to me was I didn't know how to do radio. So I didn't go to college. You know, I didn't do college radio. So I, I, I was fresh off the street on the microphone and nobody taught me how to do this. So those hot takes, that's just regular conversation. I'm sure that when y'all are amongst each other, the conversations that y'all have, y'all probably don't bring to the podcast, right? Or maybe y'all do. We try to. Try to. We, we bring as much as we S can. Some don't, you're right. Some yeah, don't, yeah, but sure. back yeah, then I didn't sensitive. know. Back then I didn't know no better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just like, even when I got to New York, it was the same thing. It's just like, I didn't know any other way to be. And plus I don't have those relationships. Like I didn't grow up in New York. I grew up in California. I grew up in Atlanta where I know this executive at this label or I know this artist. I don't know none of these people. So I don't have any relationships to, 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 to protect. So did you ever change the way you spoke about people? I started changing the way I spoke about people when I started like going to therapy. Uh -huh. And honestly, you know, uh, probably probably having more empathy for people. You know what I mean? And and um when when I started to become somebody and you know, you you be looking online and you'll be like that didn't happen. <laughs> like, uh, like that shit they saying about me yeah, isn't yeah, true. Yeah. Like I'm not this, I'm not that. So it's just like, oh, a lot of this is bullshit. I was the guy that would believe a lot of the world star mm. conspiracy theories. Right, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. so you know, you, you see all of these conspiracy theorists on YouTube and they say all this shit now. And there's people that actually believe this about people. I was that person. I thought that there was an Illuminati and I thought they were sacrificing fucking gerbils and hamsters. Well, hold on a sec. Whoa, that part actually whoa, is Don't happening. be acting like they don't do that. Well, not the, I don't know about the gerbils. <laughs> no, the, the rodents are happening. <laughs> the Illuminati shit is, is pretty real. I don't really? think It's not, not like a secret society, but like, don't ever believe for a second that like there's not a group of uber wealthy people that are making a lot of things. Happen. Oh no, I believe you know that I mean? wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? We would never know who they are. We wouldn't know their name. <laughs> <laughs> we would. We wouldn't be talking about them. Is no, what yeah, I'm saying. True, yeah. You know what I mean? I do, I do believe that. I absolutely believe that. The, the it's not. It's it's probably not a not so secret society. We just know that there's somebody out there pulling the strings in a They're bunch just rich of rich gangsters. Yes. Do, yes. You think we made it to the moon? Hell no. Oh, just hold on. He's a god for Pete's sake. I don't know, man. I've been thinking about that because, you know, when you go back and you watch the moon landing now, that shit looks so fucking fake. Something looks a little fishy about they, it, they, right? they need a new one. Hey, I like, like They need to make a new one. Uh, Shut me down on this shit, bro. No. Hey. The shit looks We so did not. Crazy. They were trying to bankrupt Russia. Everybody knows this shit, bro. There's no way we landed on the moon. And if so, I'm going to get smoked for this. But listen, it's my opinion. Back off. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Hey, I gotta ask you this because I'm dying to know. Okay. Have you ever been pressed for kind of being a little too mouthy with a gangster? Hell yeah. Like, what was the scariest moment? You're like, oh shit! Like I went a little too far with this dude. I've never had a scary moment. Well, you know what? In the studio, it wasn't scary, but it was. Oh yeah, this 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 could go left. And you know who it was? It was with Nelly. You see that you see that reaction, but what y'all don't know is Nelly is really a street dude from yeah. St. Louis and oh. he's in shape like a motherfucker. Yeah. He got hands, Nelly, you know what he I has mean? Fucking hits. That, exactly. So you hear those songs and you like, ah, Nelly. But no, <laughs> Nelly and, then, and he didn't have no entourage. When he was he was in there by himself. He had a wife beat on, and I was telling him I was like, "This was this was years ago though, like nine, ten years ago." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, yo, you kind of cold musically, right? Like, you know, ain't really shit popping with the music right now." And Nelly looked at me, and Nelly goes, "Yo, we keep retainers for guys like you, cuz." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh." He didn't yell. He didn't scream. He didn't crash. He was just like, "Yo, I keep retainers for guys like you, cuz." Like, oh, okay, okay, you know when right? someone's about it. Did he have a toothpick in his mouth? Nah. Wait, he, that that he, now that brings me back to the day with on the bus. And now I wouldn't be fucking with him playing all his music when he told me to stop playing his music. No, you Oh Nelly? So we had a, we went to the Super Bowl with Nelly. Okay. And like he was randomly on this on the same bus as us. We went with, with raising the guys from Raising Canes and, they, and he was on it. And you know, we're having a good time and shit. And I start playing EI, I start playing like all these oh, songs. He starts playing all Nelly music. And, and everybody and by the way, by the way, everybody else on the bus is loving it. Like yeah. they're going nuts. And like pointing at him and shit, but it's like a bunch of like middle-aged white people. Like, yeah, I know this yeah, track, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. And he's like looking at me like, yo, yo, like cut it. And I'm like, come on, man. We're having a good time. Yeah. Damn. You don't want those problems. You, bro. Damn, you got to retain. Yeah, you don't want those problems. <laughs> hey, but dude, he nah. had some slaps. Slappers. Slaps. Also, bro, you saw him in his in his shoulders and you were still like, just like, nah, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say what I'm saying. What did you say? Yeah. Oh, you, okay, I'm sorry. I mean, because I thought it was a, it is a valid opinion, right? But it's still just my opinion. Like, yo, you got cold. How did you turn dude, away? How did you like? I don't even remember. I got it's online. I got to go back and watch it. <laughs> you I don't know which one remember. I saw was the uh, the Birdman one. That's a, that didn't that's scare me. That, that that didn't that didn't scare. Me. It was, that was a great moment. You yeah. know what I mean? But it, that that one didn't scare me. Do people come up in the studio hot like that? Oh yeah, that's happened before. I mean, I've been jumped in front of the radio station. That's on YouTube. Jump, jumped. Oh yeah. Well, they tried to jump me. I ran. Like you know, it was five guys. That you know hit I mean? training coming in here. Word is, word. No, this was yeah, this was this was this was years ago. This was, this Terms was, this like get out of here, run straight that way. Yeah, yeah. This, this was like twelve years ago, and like you know, like the guy came up behind me, hit me in the back of the head. Other dude had the camera. I mean, they were really just trying to embarrass me okay, for okay, online, okay. but I knew that, so I'm like, all right, this dude hit me in the back of the head. I see. Two other dudes coming. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck I'm out, out of here. Out of the, yeah. They might hold me down and pee on me or some yeah. shit. This was, it was all just to embarrass me for social media. So I was like, I got the fuck out of there. But nah, that's happened. I've, I've gotten attacked twice outside of the radio station. One time they tried to jump me. Another time it was one dude uh, across the street at the pharmacy. That, did, that didn't end well for him though. But yes, it happens out here. But you got to know that. He was in front of a pharmacy. No, we was in the pharmacy. I was God. walking out. Yeah, I was walking out the pharmacy. But you know, listen, man, I've never been delusional. So it's like, yo, I understand the consequences of my words. Like we all should. Like, you know, we, I'm not sitting around here like, oh, I can say anything, do anything, and there's not going to be any repercussions. When do you start to cross into that lane of, because I think now we're starting to move into a place where repercussions are not okay. 
We just saw it with, with, with Will Smith, right? And Chris Rock. And obviously he's under a little bit more protective custody because he's a comedian. Mm -hmm. But like, at what point could you just sit, start claiming like, yo, I'm in the entertainment business? No, I don't think, I don't think that we're at a point where repercussions are not okay. I mean, like what Will did is what he did. That's a choice he made. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say whether it's right or wrong. I don't know whether it was right or wrong. You know, you asked me, I thought it was fucked up because I thought it was fucked up just because, damn, it scared me a lot, right? Because it's like, yo, that's Will Smith. That's a person that we've seen out here doing the work. Like, I call him the Willie Llama. Like, you've seen him <laughs> on his spiritual journey. Yeah. We know he goes to therapy. He sits down with these sacred purpose coaches. He does the ayahuasca. Like, he's trying to be on a higher level of consciousness. But on the biggest night of his life, career-wise, the night he's about to have the cherry on top, get the Oscar, he snaps. <laughs> That's fucking scary. <laughs> what what chance do the rest of us have? Like, think about that. Like, that's fucking scary. So for me, I looked at it like, damn, that's what was really fucked up about it. I mean, of course, you know, you hate to see that happen to Chris. Chris is a great dude. Chris has talked about, you know, the bullying he's experienced when he was younger. Yep, but yep. man, to watch that man on the biggest <laughs> Everybody night of his really life. Everybody really does hate Chris. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Question. Whoa. How much do you think... Cause he's practicing, he's doing ayahuasca. He's practicing all this Buddhist like meditation. How much is Jada pulling the strings, pissing him off and making him smack the shit out of people? I don't think she had nothing to do with that. Ooh. I really don't. I mean, other than that's my wife and I'm tired of people playing with me. You don't think, you don't think wife. she's, she's in his ear. Cause bro, she's got a reputation right now as the reason why he's going downhill. Like, like, I don't believe that. No, I nah, I think that's too. I think that's putting too much on. That's her. what a lot of people think. Yeah, he's a, a lot of people think that. Yeah, but he, you know, if you read, if you read Will's book or even listen to his interviews, like Will has a lot of um, pain that he hasn't dealt with, trauma that he hasn't dealt with. He used to watch his, you know, mom get beat up by his dad, and he always felt like a coward because he didn't intervene. You know what I mean? So I think that that's something that stays with you the rest of your life. And like, you never want to make that mistake ever again, even for the smallest thing. So we saw him do that to Chris, right? For all we know, he might've been did that to somebody if presented with the opportunity. Cause it's not like any of these people have been saying this shit in front of Will's face. Well, he yeah. slapped a, a guy, uh, a, a reporter. Like, that guy like tried slap. to kiss him. He tried, tried to kiss him. Yeah, yeah. he tried to tongue kiss him. He tried to kiss yeah. You can't do yeah. that. If he didn't um, smack him, that would have been a, more, a bigger conversation. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That was assault, actually. The guy, yeah, that was course. sexual assault. But that dude, that deserved to be slapped. That guy deserved to be slapped. Well, that dude yeah. that got slapped, he does that stuff yeah. for a living. He goes up and tries he to He sexually assaults people yeah. for a living? Yeah. Hey, man. Is he a producer in Hollywood? No, he's a prank. Two things on that. That was funny. She's like a producer uh <laughs> two things one even if uh his wife was like in his ear bothering him uh causing a lot of stress every man should be responsible for his own decisions that's right if his woman is getting him to that point he needs to have therapy with her but that's, that's an absolute that statement like we talked about earlier you not know an absolute like everybody has a reason no i get it i'm mean, not a reason uh has to be responsible for their own decisions that's right and in hindsight that's a great statement but a lot of people aren't responsible for their own actions well, and they also, get pissed off and they smack or shoot or do whatever the fuck and so as a statement you're 100 right but it but then you go back and you look at the situation it's not always the case and then my second thing i was going to say out of uh both chris or will who i dm'd which <laughs> they wouldn't read but i dm just to shoot that shot uh it was will the night of I, I i told him i was like hey man you're i know you're a good person from afar good people could do bad things and this That's world's right. forgetting that shit That's right they're thinking that if you're good you have to be good at all times at all circumstances listen 
No one's perfect. Not reality. That guy lost his mind for one second, and now everybody erased his legacy for it. No, and no. A lot of people did. A lot of people Come did. Come on. And a lot it's of like comedians, comedians, a lot of comedians, comedians were getting yeah, mad at yeah. me for saying that. Like, no, as a comedian, you have every right. I'm like, yeah, I get it, bro. But as a comedian, bro, we all know shit comes from dark places. That motherfucker has a lot of dark places. So, dude, imagine that was his most important night. The only one who got hurt the most was Will, bro. Chris's ticket sales went... Yeah. Like skyrocket. The one who really suffered from the situation was Will. Yeah. yeah. So hey, like, right. so you you have to, we have to get to a point where we have to understand people's dark places. We don't have to tolerate them, but we have to understand empathy. it. Empathy. Bro. And he still got to deal with the consequences of those actions. Of course. Whether it's, you know, public outrage, you know, whether he loses movies or whatever, that's him. He made that choice. But mm -hmm. are we going to reduce him to his worst mistake? Oh, no. no. None no, of us I should just, be reduced to our worst mistake. I'm just not. I, I agree with that 100%. But I, I'm I just, I'm not buying the whole, like, he lost his mind for one sec, like, or the Jada shit. Like, you think he was just cool with all the August shit, like, with, with that, with the open relationship, and she's fucking this dude. You think he's just taking off, and he's happy, he's chilling, he doesn't have nothing, like. Yeah. Because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, I mean, what? you know why? I, 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 I was like, best. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I tell you, because they... You know, if you watch them and you've heard their conversations, they came to that conclusion. That they weren't together at the time. They were separated. He was doing what he was doing. She was doing what he was and doing. And that's not some prideful shit where he's trying to cover up hey. about the fact that his wife's fucking this hey, younger man, dude. man, when you make that decision, man, you know, there's no limits on the dick size. Yeah. You don't tell your wife, hey, man, you can only go fuck somebody with a smaller <laughs> dick than mine. You know what I mean? So if she goes well, out Michael there... Michael Baxton have a contract and i'm pretty sure in the contract <laughs> no we had michael blackson oh michael like blackson. A, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he has a contract and that would definitely go on my contract we had an open relationship of like it stops at six it's, yeah you should right like if you and your woman sit together and y'all come come up to the, with these terms you know and you say hey we're gonna fuck other people or whatever yeah make you can't have somebody with a bigger dick than mine no 100 I, mean, I want pictures no i want to know who it is also no eye contact Word up. that would that's said. important too that's, I, I need to know who Cause at the end of the day, I'm still who I am. So it, God, it gotta be somebody either of, of of equal or more stature. If not, it has to be like the pool boy with the ten inch dick that don't nobody know and he's never gonna speak. <laughs> but you can't do that in this era because the pool boy's gonna make an Instagram live about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. the shit is fucked up. Now, what about her past? See, I now this is I'm gonna get smoked for this too. I do judge a woman on who she dated in the past. If that dude ain't shit, I'm not trying to be on the roster. It ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like I want that dude to be killing it, Georgie. It's very immature. <laughs> bro, very immature. Don't listen to this guy. This That's guy like, had a problem with his ex playing any type of music, bro. What do you mean playing any type of music? You play like you play like, like Chris Brown. She goes, oh, can't you can't listen to that. <laughs> I know you smashed Chris Brown. That it's Drake. Nah, 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 nah. Can't listen to that. That it's then it's fucking Michael Bublé. You can't listen to that. That it's Justin Timberlake. You can listen to that. Well, I got to know more context. Was she actually sleeping with these people? If you had a hit song, she was with you. Damn. 
And by the way, we don't know what we don't know what he's talking about. Logan's had Damn. a lot of exes. This could have been it any is, of You know who it was? Bro. It was no, nah, I'm just kidding. Just imagine. I just uh. I can understand that though. If if, if the, the woman actually messed with these guys, like don't play this in front of me. Yo. You could see how that could be enough. Yeah. But like the top 50, we couldn't listen to music anymore, bro. <laughs> We could have listened to music. You know Spotify? Don't have it. Can't have it. You Apple, Apple Top 100? Can't have it. Listen, men got fragile egos, man. Facts. You know what I mean? Super fragile, which is why I say I think that's a little immature. Like, man. the older I'm getting, yeah. I'm noticing that all of the problems I had in my life like that in my relationship, it's all just ego. Yeah. 100%. Ego. Bro, imagine if I couldn't, imagine if I couldn't view anybody that my ex worked with, I wouldn't even be able to go on Pornhub. You I wouldn't even view be able it, to open the fucking- But everybody in the world- Yeah, I wouldn't even be able to open that. Did a porn star or something? Number one in the world. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for like a year plus. Like while she was like- Now she was retired no. for three years. Wow. Yeah. So did she time. have that kind of appetite like in retirement or that was just strictly work? Girl only cared about one thing, Mike Malak. That was it. Had oh. DMs from every rapper, athlete, person in, oh. under the sun and like- Dope. Didn't even give a fuck, dude, about none of them. I respect the that. Thing. Let me tell you why I respect that, because that shows a high level of emotional intelligence from you. Because a lot of guys would be, would care yeah, about a woman's AdSense. body count. Huh? AdSense. AdSense. I'm just <laughs> I made no, a lot of money I mean, on his YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, you were using her. Wow. Damn. No, we're just messing. We're just no, well, well, I mean, dude, we made money. We made money. But the real, but the real answer is um, I used to smoke crack. <laughs> I did. I smoked crack, so I, don't give, <laughs> so I don't give a shit who you fucked. Like you can fuck whoever you want. Bro. You, I was you smoking who he fucked for. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I was, I was putting. Good words, but I was smoking. You, you were. You were sucking big dicks. I was smoking a, a glass dick. I was smoking a glass dick. So who am I to tell you? Be like, yo, you should be ashamed for what you did. Like y'all both are recovering. Yeah, facts. Yeah, facts. yeah, I get it. I get it. Like yo, <laughs> we were in pain it. together. Like yo, like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Why'd y'all break up? So um, just because it was it got a little toxic and just I think we were just um it, it timing wise, I was 36, she was still in her mid-20s, yeah. like just like a different age age thing. But she's doing well. She got a kid now with yeah. a with a big time NBA player and shit. Really? Yeah. Who's the player? Nah. <laughs> wow. Well, that gets bleeped on the episode, but now you <laughs> now you know. Well, why is Keeping that a secret. Well, all right. Let's just not say his name that many oh, I'm times. I'm sorry. My fault. Then, no, because then we got to keep believing it. Yeah. Why is he keeping that a secret? I, I don't like. I don't, I don't know the motherfucker. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Over I hope I just, she's sticking him up for all the child. Nah, she don't she want it. No, hell no. She, she makes so it. much money, man. No, no, no. Wow. That's not true. No, she don't. Not even. Not as. She should get some money. She should. I told her. I said, just get like a, a nice little sum. Just get like a nice little sum. Give me she five. Get a nice little sum. Not some. <laughs> kid's great. She should still be with you because you're not ashamed. You weren't ashamed of her. She shouldn't be want, want to be with anybody that was ashamed of her. Real, real bad. Yeah. Real, real right. bad. Real toxic. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that bad? yeah. Yeah. Well, and now also to be completely honest with, you, I think there was like, I think there was like maybe a little bit of room for like, yo, let's take a couple years apart, grow up, yeah. blah, blah blah. But now you got the kid and this and that and blah blah. blah. So I, I think Mike should raise the kid and nah, his I just, legacy I just, should no, be the just... kid's legacy. <laughs> I think he becomes the 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 dad that is currently non-existent. Yeah. I got no kid's problem like... with that. I got no problem with 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 men who step in other kids. But dude, like honestly, we just that's what I call them step parents. Yeah, facts. But we just. It, it just wasn't the right thing. You know how you're in a relationship oh, and all of a sudden, like, what the fuck? How did I not know that? Because they, they step in. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! I didn't know that either. That's cool. You just blew my mind up. I just thought of that in the moment. <laughs> it just came to me just now. No way. Because I never heard him use. I never heard it used like that. He was like, step, step in. in, and I was like, oh, step parent. Damn. Yeah. 
That might be it. But, but, See, now, now you know what it's like to sit in the presence of real, <laughs> real <laughs> podcast. Wow, dude, it's fucked me up for the rest of my life. I'm gonna be like, step down. <laughs> you stepped in. Like, you, was there pressure in the bedroom because she was a porn star? Dude, I just talked about this on a different show the other day. There, there wasn't, and here's why. Um, I, and I keep hating to burst everybody's bubbles on this porn shit. These girls aren't enjoying it. They don't enjoy wow. the sex on some, maybe some of them do, yeah. but women have not. a, women have a very, yeah, it's work. It's like going to the fucking coal mine, except if the coal mine could fuck in, you, could fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. But no, but women have a psychological and mental connection to, to lovers. Right. Yeah. And so like their enjoyment comes out of what you're able to do to stimulate them mentally and passionately and, and from a, a psychological standpoint. So like when they go in and they do this work, I mean, bro, that's why there's like, I hate to get graphic, but what, that's why there's like so much lube used on set. That's yeah, why, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, they're not yeah, getting yeah, wet yeah, for these yeah. dudes. They're not getting excited about these dudes. So when they, I never had to deal with this because she was retired. But when they, when some of these guys who date girls that are still active, when those girls come home from set, these guys aren't worried about it because I, I don't know how they do it, but like, they're not worried about it because they know they're about to have meaningful, pa passionate sex with somebody who's <sighs> just getting fucked on set. Oh, would you? No, <laughs> well, I couldn't do it. I like. I know I couldn't. No shot. Yeah, that's why I respect that. I'm like. I'm like. Well, she wow. was retired, and that's and I and, and retired, and not. Well, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't that's do it, bro. That's too much. That's too. I, my ego. I, you know, as much therapy as I do, I know how fragile my ego. is. <laughs> that can't work for me. No, dude. I, you know, and nah. I get smoked. At, like I get DMs like, "Fuck you! You don't like porn stars." I'm like, "No, I don't. I don't want to." Oh my gosh! Porn. Wait, here's the reason why. Here's wait. That's not what we're saying. And we love all three of us. Probably love porn stars. Listen, I wouldn't be on Pornhub all the time. So I don't watch porn. Really? I, I gave up porn a couple of years ago because, bro, it is an addiction. People follow that shit. And it's going to be really, hard. Are you really like giving your life to God? Oh, I've been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Day one. Uh, I, I, I was born Catholic, but then I, I like studied it and learned that it wasn't really for me. And Jesus is. So I just went down the Christian route. True. True. Uh, but so like, yeah. So I, for a monogamous purpose, like especially in this type of lifestyle, I, I want to make sure that my girls me and her. Right. So I, I gave up porn and helped me out a lot. But uh, I, I had this girl on a, she was like roasting me on a podcast one day and he's like, <clears throat> she goes, no, you just hate the fact that women are standing up and they're raised. I'm like, no, cause I love you. I care about you to know that there's going to be a day where that phases out. That's right. Your body's done. That's and right. now the guys used you up like toothpaste and throw you away. So I have the balls to tell you, I love you. Use the asset in your brain that could be fruitful for the rest of your life. And for men, Get off the fucking porn sites. It's not good for you. So it's not like a chauvinistic thing. I have the balls to tell them, I fucking love you. It's not good. I'm not going to bring up who the name was, but we had a, a, a I made a porn star cry in, in the house yeah. and she was doing drugs and I could see that she looked very sad. So I grabbed her and I was like, sweetheart, you don't have to do this. And she like got Are you that guy? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Captain, He's that Captain, Captain guy. Captain Saberho. Captain Saberho. No, but you can't gather to me. Poor gather to me. Okay, because she loves Jesus while she's doing cocaine. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Jesus. It has to do with her. And I know all the guys are like, "Yeah, dude, keep doing the blow, and so you can blow me later." Right, and I was like, right. "No, dude, like." I know, and this I'm gonna get smoked for this too. Not all, but some girls are in that field because they had traumatizing. Oh, no, a lot of them. So I don't yeah, want to be a guy that's just gonna walk, watch that by. Listen, if I get canceled, at least I go home broke, but I could go to bed, tuck myself in, and know that I'm a good fucking person. That that girl might hate me, but I'm the only guy who has a real balls to tell her, like, sweetheart, I promise you, where you're going with this is not going to end well for you. I want you to be. What do you guys say? I've done, I've done, but you know what? I've done that before. I've done that before. Like I've I've been I've seen situations where it was like you know 
a sex worker and it's like guys and I'm like, yo, go home. Like you don't. Well, dude, think about the song, Roxanne. You don't have to put on that red light, right? Like the police. I mean, people have been telling sex workers not to do sex work for a long fucking time. Yeah, people are gonna do what the fuck they want to do. You know what I'm saying? You in a relationship? Yeah, I'm married. I've been married for uh, shit since 2014, but I've been with her since high school. So we've been together for 24 years. Whoa, Steph Curry type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been together 24 years, and we've been married since 2014. Yeah, so it'll be eight years this year. Congrats. Wow, that is. That's awesome. Yep. Congrats. Yep. But what about kids? No. Four daughters. Oh, shit. I don't know. I mean, four daughters. Wasn't in the fucking, uh, in the PDF. <laughs> By the way, send your applications to Logan Potter. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my, my oldest is 14. Oh, damn. Wow. That's, Does it that's scare you to raise a girl in this type of situation? Hell story? yeah. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I used to say, um, I, I had to change my mindset because they always say a guy that has a bunch of girls used to be a player in a past yeah. life, you know? Very true. You know, I lived a good life, you know, even throughout the 24 years of being with my wife. We did, did a lot of things I had no business doing. But it's like, yeah. But I look at it different. I'm just like, because my other homeboy, uh, he told me that, you know, when you have a daughter, your life is going to change. You're going to be blessed in ways you couldn't imagine. And over the you know past 14 years of me having four daughters, like, you know, my life has been incredible, you know? They soften you up a little bit? Oh, very much so, you know? But you know what it is? I have to, I have to change how... The way I was parented, the things that my pops in particular, the way he parented me, it was like all discipline. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it never was through the lens of love. It was mm. never through the lens of empathy. It was never through the lens of even, I think, seeing me as a human. It was just through discipline. Do as I do, you know, do as, I mean, do as I say, don't do as I do. Cause that would be always be my thing for my pops. Cause you know, he dealt with his own substance abuse. He fucked with crack cocaine yep, you know what yep, i mean yep. he didn't fry it he just did the powder right? <laughs> right, right, right and you know he had was in and out of rehab but eventually he got his shit together but he would also he was selling drugs too and, I, and that's what i used to do when i was younger and so when he found out that i was doing it he was of course on me not to do it but i'm like bro you do it yeah, he's like don't yeah. do as i do do as i say and it's just like that don't work like kids learn from your example and mm-hmm. kids learn from your actions so like my parenting style is totally totally different than the way i came up so it's probably because I got girls, but also because I understand like that shit our parents was doing to us when we were younger. That shit don't work. Don't fly. No, uh, beating the shit out of us. Uh, like, I used to get beaten. Don't, beatings, don't like, work same. Same. We talk about this all the time. I used to get beatings, like extension cords. Go pick your own switch. All like, that shit don't work. Damn. That shit don't do nothing. They ever but- lay out the weapons in front of you and have you cheat? <laughs> <enough? laughs> That's, 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 that's what the picking your own switch was. Go yeah. pick your own switch. You know how cruel that is? Yeah. Want me to go outside and pick a pick something for you to beat me with? But now the people are still trying, now people are trying to bring it back. And I, I, I want to ask you this question really quick. What do you think about the idea of kids being taught not by their parents, but by TikTok? And uh. right now there's a very specific person. George is already rolling his eyes. I want to ask you about this person. What would you think if you had a son and he was being taught by a man by the name of Andrew Tate? I don't know who Andrew Tate okay. is. Okay, wow. Okay, well then we can skip this conversation. But see, that's the, but that's the thing too, right? When you're when you're when you're like my fourteen year old, I can be like, hey, that's hey, that's Oprah. She's met these people, right? Yeah, she's yeah, met yeah, the yeah, Oprahs yeah. of the world, and then yeah. she's like, yeah, oh yeah, I did a book report on her. But then it'll be like, oh, that's such and such from TikTok. That's such and such from YouTube. Like I'm gonna go home right now and be like, yo, you know who Andy Tate is or whoever, and she's Andrew gonna be like, Tate. oh yeah, I know who that is. She will. He's he, so really quickly. He's basically a guy that's trying to bring back that old school style of of you know male alpha nature and just you know everybody being born to be a killer and born to be a fucking workhorse and oh, and putting aside all of the thoughts about you know mental health and all that kind of stuff and kind of yeah. bringing us back to a 1940s 1950s mindset. Yeah, who but, heard him? 
Who hurt him? That's the question. Yeah, who hurt? I don't know him, but who hurt him? Like he sounds like he's clearly still dealing with some things he hasn't, you know, unpacked. It's a good question. He talks a lot about uh, in his stuff about the importance of uh, or, or the idea of the father not being involved and that being an okay thing. So the dad just not being out working, traveling, making money, nah. and not being in the in the child's life. That's some bullshit. Like, listen. Man, the first time I ever cried in therapy was because of daddy issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, daddies fuck us up more than anybody. Because that's the first man that we really want validation from. Like, we live in an era that's constantly seeking validation now through social media. They want it from strangers. But as men, that's our first uh, person we see that we want to stamp us. Yeah. To give us that cosign. So when he doesn't give us that, like, that shit will fuck with you when you when you, when you you get older. You know what I mean? So I realized when I, when I got older, like, that... A lot of the issues that I had came from issues with my pops. That's why I love on Kendrick's album, he got that song. Um, Father uh, Issues. Is it called Father Issues? I'm pretty sure it is. But I, Or it, Family Issues? It's something. On the new shit on Steppers? Yeah. It's, but it's that. I've, Great I've, album. I've never. Amazing. I think it's the most important hip hop album of all time. But I've never heard a man unpack issues with his father like that on a record. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, I was glad that he did that because yo, a lot of a lot of us got issues with our pops that we don't we don't talk about. Isn't it wild how like the thought of your dad telling you that he's proud of you is like such a fucking meaningful moment? Man. Like, like it's like you hear it from your mom, you hear it from your Whoa. auntie. But when your dad says, Yo, I just want to let you know I want to <laughs> tell you that I'm proud of you, bro, it's like you it's like everything inside of you, that child just like breaks down for a second. That's all you want. Like that's literally all you want. If I would have got that when I was young. That shit would have saved me a lot. Like I remember my uh my pops, my pops was cheating on my mom and I confronted him about it. And I'm like, yo, you out here cheating on mom? I was like 17 at the time. He looked at me, he goes, Oh, you only got one girlfriend? <laughs> he goes, when you get older, you'll understand. He shamed you. Yeah, rest, right? So in my mind, I'm like, oh my God. How the fuck do you only got one girlfriend? I'm a pussy. Oh, I'm exactly. Oh, no, that was I promise you, that was oh, my mind man. state. Oh, man. So it took me a long time. I'm talking about he hit you with a reverse. What a thug. Oh. He goes, no. Oh, you only have one girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like this, uh damn. <laughs> so from 17 to about 30. Five. Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yourself, my man was fucking you just snitched on yourself. Oh, now my wife knows. I've and I've told you, I've said that before. Like you know, what I mean, because I have no problem sharing that with people because I want people to learn from my mistakes. You yeah. know what I mean? And plus, I'm not an expert at anything, so if I don't talk about me, I don't have shit to talk about. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, yes, from 17 to 35, I had that mindset. Yeah. You know, being with one woman was not what I was supposed to be doing, wow. you know? And, and and you felt it internally. You felt the conflict, right? Because you're like, I know this isn't right. Yeah, I know that I shouldn't be doing this. I know I'm breaking our heart, blah, blah, blah. But my pop said, mm. you know what I mean? And then you get older and your pops tells you, the worst thing I ever did was leave your mom. You're like, dad, I structured my life around <laughs> one thing you said when I was a kid. It's so crazy how that works. Exactly. Damn, you should have just looked at him and been like, Damn, your girl left you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they still together though. Oh. Yeah, he still, he still, he still. So that that'll make you think too. It's like, well, damn, maybe him and my mom they, they ran their course, and you know yeah. he ended up with another woman, and they've been together ever since. So it's like, clearly that was meant to be, right? Mm -hmm. That you know? scares me. It actually terrifies me. The idea of 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 being a father and doing or saying something that you know to me is just the way I live. It's yeah. just my lifestyle, but. The way that a kid who is absorbing life and processing information and then it's going to affect how they live theirs. Yes. The smallest thing can have the craziest like cataclysmic evolution. Butterfly effect. Man. It's insane, yeah. man. Like, man. like, like stuff from 
childhood um still haunts jake specifically yeah. like till this day it's, it's part of the reason why he's so he, my brother who, yeah. who you guys had on the show i believe yeah we had jake on on broke school back in the day yeah. way back yeah. when yeah. that was that was crazy but part of the reason he's so fiery right is because of these like little impetus events that happened when he was a kid from, yes from my dad you know he my dad is uh he's a character and he's in he's uh He's 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 bold. He's stoic. He's headstrong. You know, like real man's man. Imagine imagine a lumberjack. Like he he works for me actually. He's my groundskeeper uh, at my ranch. We stuck him in a mountain basin because he doesn't quite fit in not, society. Not groundskeeper. That's not his title. That's not, that's the he doesn't fit in. <laughs> like like like. He's like the CEO. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. He's the CEO of, of the, the ranch. ranch. That's what I'm saying. Don't groundskeeper him. He's not groundskeeper's fucking, a great title. Not, I'm mean? not saying there's anything wrong with it, but he's oh. not when it's not your job. GP runs the show there. He's got a, he, he manages a lot. He's, called like him the C, he's the yeah. CEO of Acres. He's the CRO. CEO of Acres. CEO of Acres. But I see a lot of things in me that he has that I like and that I want that, you know, shaped who I am. I, I attribute all my successes to the work ethic my dad instilled mm -hmm. in me. But I also see a lot of stuff in him that I have that I don't like. That's the mind fuck. That's you know? what it is. So like. Is it the therapy that 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 helped you find those parts of your dad that you wanted to emulate, but also amend the parts of yourself that you didn't like that were becoming, you know, not so yeah. uh not so nice. Yeah, the therapy, um, the therapy helped me to uh give myself grace and give him grace. Mm. Um, because when I started going to therapy and I started talking about it and I wrote about it in my second book, my second book was called Shook One Anxiety Playing Tricks On Me, right? And I literally wrote that book and it was literally just me talking about everything that I was learning in therapy, right? And um, I have I brought in a doctor, Dr. Ish Major, to give like these clinical correlations to the things that I was discussing. And so when I put that book out, um, I remember it was Thanksgiving of 2018, my pops calls me. I was home uh, in Monk's Corner, South Carolina for Thanksgiving. My pops calls me and he's like, yo, I was reading your book, man. He was like, man, you know, I dealt up with a lot of that stuff too. You know, that, you know, anxiety and depression. And you know, I was on 10 to 12 different medications throughout my life. I tried to, to kill myself back in the day. And he was like, you know, they just, they just started giving me a check. Like he's been getting a check from the state of South Carolina. Like they call it a crazy check, right? And um, I was like, damn. And I remember asking my mom, like, yo, you know, Pops was going through all of this. And she was like, I just thought he was playing crazy to get a check. Like, I didn't know that he was actually, oh, wow. you know, dealing with these issues. And that same week, I had a cousin um, complete suicide. And he had he had tried to complete suicide like four times, three times prior to that. Fourth time, he actually completed it. So I guess that caused my pops to have this conversation with me about his own mental health issues that he's been dealing with his whole life. So when I realized that, I just gave him grace because he's just a human at the end of the day. So we talk about not reducing people to their worst mistakes. We talk about not reducing people to their worst moments. Why would I do that to my parent? You know what I mean? Like he was a human just like I, I was a human. That wasn't the whole totality of him. And, and when he was coming up trying to raise me, he was dealing with all his own shit and just trying to do the best he could. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I used to have to go visit my pops in rehab. You know what I mean? Like I remember my pops talking about the devil's after him and him sleeping with a gun and a knife by his nightstand because he thought that the devil was coming to get him in the mm. night. But he was just dealing with anxiety, mm. you know? And then he was dealing with substance abuse to try, Top I mean, of it. To, try to escape yeah. from that. So it's like, it, just made, it, made me, it made me give him more grace. Mm. That's it. Isn't it wild the amount of pressure that's put on parent, like moms and dads? Like it's like, it's almost like when you have a kid, it's like expected of you to just be a parent. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's so much pressure. Like, 
you're you're like dude if i i, I have my i struggle myself with a lot of anxiety and, and and a lot of mental illness issues that i've had my entire life and it was the reason i abuse substances as well those two go hand in hand right but it's like if i had a kid tomorrow like Mike the sufferer, Mike the vulnerable, Mike the, you know, mental illness fighter, like all that shit kind of like goes away. Now you're a dad, bro. Like be a dad. But no, all of those things you've learned, Mike, will help you when, no, you, when it comes to raising your, your daughter. Like one of the uh, kids, one of the, you're going to have daughters because you, you definitely were a whole. 100%. 100%. So I, I remember during um, COVID, my daughter came to me and she was in tears and she was like, her, she came to me, me and my wife and she was like, yo, I'm overwhelmed. Right, because it was COVID. She's at home and they're doing work, you know, work from school, from the house, and everything. So I can understand why that was overwhelming. And I'm like, yo, I don't care if your grades slip. Like, it's we no, none of us have ever experienced what we're experiencing right now. Like, I don't care about that. Like, I just want you to be good mentally. But the fact that she goes to therapy, you know what I mean? And she, she, we have these conversations. She had the language to be able to express herself. Yeah, interesting. If I'd have did that back in the day to my pops, like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Boom! Yeah. Punch in the chest, you motherfucker. You overwhelmed. Get your grades You up. know what the fuck I do yeah. every day? I go to fucking work 50 hours a week. Dude, he wouldn't want to hear that shit. Yeah. So it's just like, you would have more empathy just because you are, you got some of the tools. You, Facts. You know? A trauma breeds empathy. That's empathy right. is simply an output for the input that is trauma. That's right. That's why you see, that's why the majority of people that, that, are out there talking shit, hurting, blah, 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 so on and so forth, are, are, are people, a lot of people that just haven't been through shit, bro. That's right. Like, when you go through that nasty, nasty right. shit, and every fucking day you're grinding right. just to stay alive, That's right. when you get to a point where you're comfortable in life, you look at things way differently. You see people that are struggling, and you feel for them. Like, yo, I, if I see somebody struggling, I have a conversation with them, I feel like I'm back there with them. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. Because I've been there. That empathy is, or, the, or that trauma is just a, a necessary evil in life. And it breeds all the best things. Like some of the best things about you come from that trauma you've been th through. Same That's thing right. about the both of you guys. But I don't fuck with perfect people. Not me neither. I, tweet, I just tweeted this last week. If you haven't been in the mud, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't talk to you. I don't fuck with you, Facts. bro. I, 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 I'm, I gravitate towards people who have been through some shit, same, you know what I mean? Same. Like, cause- They have more character. That's right, because the person that's coming off so perfect and this and that, it's like, yo, this guy's lying. Fuck this off, girl's facts. lying. I was about to it's say, he's true. covering it up. He yeah. doesn't want you to see his wounds. Yes, the person that's, you're putting it out there and letting you know, yeah, I did this and I fucked up, you know what I mean? But I'm just trying to be a better person every day. Those are the people I rock with, yeah, you facts. know what I mean? Those people that come off as perfect, fuck you, I, <laughs> fuck you. I know we're not supposed to uh, say absolutes, but I'm, this, is, this is something I'm gonna say is an absolute. Uh, Everything stems from the inside of a home. I don't care what you're taught in school. That. I don't care what you're taught online. If your parents teach you a certain element, that's staying with you more with than that. any teacher and any friend that you ever had. I agree with that. So this laziness adapting of like, oh, we're just going to give our kids to the school system, have them take care of it. This is the reason why we're fucked up is because this school system might not be the, the thing that you want your kids to be picking up on. Because if I had to listen to everything a teacher taught me or my student like body or whatever the fuck it is, like the classmate said, I would, it's a mixing pot. And you're not really learning what you're picking up. You're just absorbing it and spitting it out. I also want to take a few steps back to say with, um, empathy comes from trauma. Yeah. I also feel like empathy comes from wisdom. Yes. Well, what gives you wisdom? Trauma. trauma. Not always. I didn't shit. really go through a situation for a man to get what you dealt with, but I do understand because I took the time to learn it. True. Educate myself on how this man could see this. I think everything is from perspective. If you could take the time to really put yourself in his shoes and take the time to really learn from where this guy is coming from, you may never be able to go through it 
but you could damn sure understand. And you could get, you can get like, I feel like you can get a percentage of it, but going through it is what makes it. You know what I'm saying? You could learn all day. You could have somebody tell oh, you yeah. about what it's like to be homeless, be a drug addict, be a mental health illness sufferer, go to war. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not, I don't know what it's like to go to war. I never, I never fought war before. I would never even, you could tell me all day about being a veteran of Vietnam. I don't know what it's like to be in the trap, fall into a fucking trap, see my, yeah. my unit get lost to the v- Viet Cong. So like, I, I, I agree to an extent, but I think, I think going through shit in life, really going through I, I was going to say, what causes just kind of like to, to bridge I'm going to pee gap. really quick, sorry. Of, of drink, prime, drink, prime. Drink, drink prime, drink prime. Drink prime, drink uh, prime. Just to bridge the gap, uh, uh, Mac, actually, who's in this room, said a quote that I like. Uh, Experience is the bridge between knowledge and wisdom. You can have knowledge. You can know things. You can yeah. read a book, right? You can watch and and, and <clears throat> collect stats and things you've seen. But when you've experienced it, when you've lived it, that's when you get the wisdom. That's when you get the wisdom, right? Yeah, that's what they, what they say. Smart people learn from their own mistakes, but wise people learn from the mistakes of, of others. Of others. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, I, I I agree with everything. I agree with both ways. Like, you live it, you experience it. You got a different understanding of it, it's, but I can still I, understand it by just watching. You know? Exactly. I, I'm not like that, man. Word. I gotta touch the fucking stove. I can't believe it. You never smoked crack. Never smoked crack. You never did heroin. No drugs. So, but because you see, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> oh, hey, that's twice you blew what? my mind. No. <laughs> you shit on Logan Paul's theory that he's been saying. I, I need to touch the furnace. And like, do you no. do crack? But no, you <laughs> you haven't done crack, bro. But there's just certain things you see, and you see the impact right. that they have on you're people, right. and you're like, I'm not fucking with that. You're shit. right. You know what I mean? So so weird. Some some um. Some demons entice me more than others. I, you know, I don't know why. For me, it was so obvious to not do drugs. Yeah. It was so obvious. And then other things, fuck ups in my life was obviously not obvious. Yeah. You know, it's 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 just weird. You know, I want to uh, touch on the parents thing real quick, man. You know what's so interesting? The one thing that we all would benefit from is realizing that our parents had a life before they were our parents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's why it's good to have conversations with your parents about that life mm. that they had before they were your parents. I love doing it now that I'm an adult. It's, <laughs> it's, I mean, maybe it's a little late, but you know, I, I hear stories from my mom and dad's uh, upbringing in life that humanizes them, you know? For, yeah. for, the, for the first time, I, as an adult, I sat down with my dad and he was telling me stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, you're not just my dad at one point you're just greg you're just a guy right. named greg in ohio doing ohio shit trying to get some pussy yeah <laughs> you know i'm serious just a guy. like literally you just a dude like yeah. that like you said that stuff humanizes your parents yeah you know i mean and it, it'll allow you to give them you know more grace and you won't be so hard on yourself when you know you have kids yeah maybe i'm, I'm shocked y'all don't have no kids none of y'all got kids yet nah. me i might i don't know oh i'm just kidding i'm just damn. Kidding. yo I, I i'm loving all this parental shit can we talk about some bullshit for let's a while let's do it i love like, bullshit. some absolute bullshit let's do it i see i saw a take of yours with uh, uh talking to schultzy my guy shout out andrew schultz fucking crushed it with that special oh, bro on, man. man he's Dude. the goat he's been the goat yeah. wild what do you what do you th- first of all what do you think about what he did with that special and everything oh. like for me, man, it's um, it's for me, it's I, I, it's a little different for me because like, that's my friend, right? And me and Andrew been doing brilliant idiots for like a decade now. But yeah. we started on um, Guy Code together, so that's when I first met Andrew. Yeah. I first met Andrew on on uh, MTV 2s Guy Code like eleven years ago, and he's just one of those dudes. Soon as you meet him, you fuck with him. You know what I mean? His energy is just so pure. He don't give a fuck about what comes out of his mouth. He's smart. And he keeps you laughing. So it was just like, I remember we were all on a flight to LA together. This is the first time we ever hung out, kicked it, anything. We was all on a flight to LA together. We got off the flight in LA. We ended up, I think, taking the same car service to the hotel. And we just ended up kicking it like that that whole weekend. Like ended up hanging out with Rihanna. Stupid shit. Like shit, that <laughs> unbelievable shit was happening that weekend, right? 
But it's just like I knew like this dude is he's got it. Like he's just every he's a star. So it's like when we when I when I launched the Brilliant Idiots podcast, I wanted shows to be my my my, my co-host on the show, right? But I, I've never looked at it as co-host. We're both the hosts of yep. you know the Brilliant Idiots. So to see him, you know, a, a decade later, be exactly what. We, a lot of people thought he was going to be, or at least me, I definitely thought he was going to be that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, he's he's not doing anything that I didn't think he was not capable of doing. It's just the fact he's doing it and telling everybody suck his dick while he's doing <laughs> You know what I mean? Because I saw that too. I saw when they was fronting on Schultz. I saw when Schultz was going to auditions and yeah. you know nobody was picking him up and he would be upset about that shit. Like coming back, like fuck, man, I can't get no gigs. Blah, 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 this and that. Then I remember when he had his era where everybody thought he was like a political pundit. They thought he was on some Ben Shapiro. They thought he was Ben Shapiro. Yeah. And I was like, but then he like fucked it. I got he got back to his comedy, man, and just started like treating that shit like a mixtape rapper, like yeah. putting out the content online, putting it on social media, and it just took off for him. So to see him in this position, man, I remember going when we went to Radio City. When he sold out Radio City those two nights, fucking Bill Gates came to his show. Let's man. go, dude. And yeah. he's a kid from Manhattan, New York that sold out Radio City. Like I told Andrew two years ago, I was like, yo, you're gonna be the biggest touring comedian in the country, in the world. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the what's his name? Russell Brand, I think it is. Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah Russell, like what, what Russell Brand was doing, and nobody knew it, but he was like the biggest stand-up comedian in the world, yeah. making all of this money. That's gonna that's gonna be Schultz. And it's gonna be even better for Schultz. Cause all of these corporations, they're gonna have to bow down. Yep. Cause he got the audience. Yep. Yeah. So they might think he's edgy and offensive, but they gotta fuck with him. I I, uh, I watched him. I opened up for him, so I got to watch him do these sets. Like, bro, you I do Christian stand up or something? <laughs> no, Actually, no, he gets he gets in trouble for it because his jokes aren't so Christian. Yeah. Oh. So, so again, I'm not perfect. Okay. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> he knows when to ask also, Jesus but to I have been working on it. I've been trying to clean my mouth. Cause okay. like I can't, I don't want to preach and swear at the same time. I'm trying. It's just fucking hard, bro. You I know what get I'm it. I get it. Uh, so no, I was I was watching him and do when I was studying him, I watched a lot of comedians perform. But when I was watching him perform, I go, dude, he's saving comedy. Like he's saving he comedy. Yeah. It, it's been, yeah. like watching the dude. He was making fun of Mexicans straight to Mexicans' faces, <laughs> and they were just dying of laughter with him. And I go, this is fucking comedy. I love it. When you can shoot this it. shit with different races, bro. For a white guy to be talking the way he's talking, my dick hit in my ass for him. I was he's like, wild. <laughs> he is so wild. I, I had an idea for him. I don't want to say it, but it was it was something like that. But I, 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 the title was White Devil's Advocate. And it was I can fuck it because he does it now anyway. It's just like like I want I want to see him in a room with all of those people he talks about. Just so it'll be like switching up, right? So it's like when he's talking about Mexicans, it'll be a comedy sh uh, show full of Mexicans. Oh. When he's talking about black people, it's a comedy show full of black people. When it's the disabled, a comedy show full of the disabled. You know what I mean? Like oh my god, that he's got be, enough like, content to run whole shows for entire <laughs> sensitive groups. He bro, could go he off does. the head, bro. He he's told like the nasty, kid in a wheelchair bro. to stand up and say it to his face. <laughs> Bro, I was like, yo, there's no fucking way. But guess what the kid in the wheelchair did? Laugh, Stood up. Laugh. Oh. Away, actually. oh, I'm just kidding. No, he laughed. <laughs> he laughed. Yo, show now. He's, he's I get I get in arguments with uh Stood up. It was a miracle. Stood up. <laughs> <laughs> I get in arguments with goats of, of comedy about actual Andrew. goats. Yeah, yeah, like the Who goat. doesn't like Andrew? No, they, it's not that they don't like him. It's just that like I'm telling him like, yo, this guy's on you. He's coming. Yeah, he's on your he's ass. Like, for you. like, you know, trust me, he's on it your is, ass. I know what y'all think y'all doing is good. And it is. This guy's coming. It's a, He's making a blueprint, a phenomenal yeah. blueprint. Yeah. I think a lot of comedians should pay attention to what he's doing. Oh, they are. Trust he's me. honest. Oh, oh, especially you. Of course. Yeah. And you know what? It's crazy because like 
A lot of comedians, believe it or not, have big egos, bro. Huge egos. Oh, yeah. This guy has been so kind to me. Even though he's already popped, he's the new it guy. He Every time I text him, he answers me back. Every time I call him, he'll meet with me. I'll be honest with you. Because you're on this show, bro. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> Don't take that away from him. It's so nice. All, but, but also, and, and not just to be just like giving him all this hype. He's a genius. Nah, when he, he talks, is, he's very smart. Very he knows smart. about the shit he's talking about. All right, all right. That's enough. The reason why I asked about Schultz, <laughs> oh, it wasn't yeah. about Schultz. I just wanted to ask you, in the world. because you had a you had a um, a take with him uh, on uh, Brilliant Idiots about 6ix9ine. Uh, uh, yes. I, I, I remember seeing it when it first came out. And you've had a certain stance on 6ix9ine, but a man by the name of Academics... He's had a much different stance. What what's your relationship like with acad academics? What do you think about him? Blah blah blah. So act my man. I I know that for shit. I know that for like twelve years. Like if you go back, act the first interview academics ever did with anybody was with me. Yeah. Oh sick. Yeah, that was like that was like twelve years ago. So Ak was used to go to Rutgers University, and he used to, you know, hit me up all the time. You know, and I I, I was like, yeah, come pull up, come do an interview. You know, because I, I I guess what you're saying about Andrew that applies to me too. I I started off as an intern, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I started off as an intern in 1998 in Charleston, South Carolina. Like, the only reason I'm in the position I'm in is because people looked out for me and saw things in me and was like, yeah, come do this, come do that. So it's like, I, I always will return that favor. So I didn't know who Academics was 12 years ago. It's just like, he's a young kid at Rutgers trying to do his thing. I'm flattered that he want to sit down and have a conversation with me. So I did it. So it's like, I fuck with Act. I like what Act does. You know, people people have an opinion of, of Act and they don't like Act, but yo, I was that at one point. I was that guy that they didn't like and they didn't like the things that used to come out of my, come out of my mouth. So it's just like, who knows what act gonna be in three, four years. You gotta give people the opportunity to grow. And I think he occupies a real unique space in the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Cause I wouldn't know who a lot of these people are if academics wasn't mm -hmm. talking to them, you know, early on. Like I, I remember, you can, you can go back and watch old academic videos on YouTube and he's talking to these guys when they didn't have dreads and tattoos. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's talking to the little Uzi Verts way early and the young boys way early. He's so got the eye for it. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, yo, you got to respect the lane that he's built. And as, as far as 6 9 that was just me being old enough to know. Remember I, we talked about smart people learn from their own mistakes, wise people learn from the mistakes of others? I knew where that was going. Mm. Like, there was only yeah. two ways for that mm. to end. You either going to end up in jail or you're going to end up dead. dead. Yep. One of the two. I told him. I told him that on his first Breakfast Club interview. Literally, like that's it's, it's inevitable. And that's what happened. He ended up going to jail, you know? Was that the... That interview got chopped up and, and memed a ton, right? Oh, yeah. It was two of them. He, he came twice. He came... He literally... He came once... Is that the one he was, like, pounding the table? Yeah. I don't remember. It was two of them, because the second one was the weekend he got arrested. He came on the Friday. He came on a Friday. Feds picked him up like that Saturday or Sunday. Well, didn't he say like they can't get me or some yeah. shit? Yeah, yeah, that was that. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't never gonna get yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, remember you told me you was going to jail? I should have been like, well, it's not too late for that because he literally <laughs> got picked up that weekend. You know yeah. what I mean? But even he him, man, like, I wish him the best. Like, I, I don't want any harm to come to any of these people. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want yeah. these people to make all the money that they can make and live the lives that they want to live. Only thing I be trying to tell the, the, the younger generation is like, you don't got to go through all of this bullshit mm. to get there. <laughs> like, like learn from the people who came before you. Like, you're not going to reinvent the wheel when it comes to certain. Yeah, things. but you know, but you know, and just back to what me and George were going back to uh, about on about, you know, before it's like 
there's the hot stove. Here's them touching yeah, it. Yeah, Yo, but- don't touch the hot stove. Yeah. Don't touch the hot stove. You know what I'm saying? Like people are, are not going to learn until they do the shit themselves. No matter how yeah. many times you tell them to be careful. By the way, they might not even learn a hundred times after going through it themselves. Yeah. They might still keep doing it. You know and, what I'm saying? And, and, and the, the shit that really clouds that is uh, is the clout, is the money, is the fame, is the notoriety, is all the, that. Is a the, lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. you're a great example of that, Logan. You and Jake, you know what I mean? Like there was a lot of shit people gave y'all shit for back in the day and then y'all have grown to be actual businessmen. Like y'all are doing things that people can, like tangible things people can hang their hat on and say, oh, okay, he's in the WWE. Oh, he's he's boxing. Like I think it's really interesting how, how that works, man. It's like, uh, you know, back in the day, it was overlooked and forgot about that we were just kids. Yes. Like actual fucking children, children right, yeah, who also right. matured Mentally, much slower, especially mentally, emotionally, yeah. much slower than the average kid, kids our age. Our dad did not raise us like that, bro. You cried, no, 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 no. And y'all did it in front of the world. Yeah. And, so, y'all, and y'all did it to where at any given time you can pick this up and record every single moment. Yeah. Do you know how fucked up all of us would be if we recorded every single well, moment when uh, we were kids? Life. Uh, jail for what? life. <laughs> Would not be what? here right now. And 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 and, and, and even crazier. <laughs> Jesus always Perfect. had his back. No, even crazier is um the crazier thing, you get rewarded. More views, more money. How can we take this to the next level? What's the next most shocking thing? I answered that question. <laughs> Bro, they used to call me in a, in a bad. Oh, you gave an absolute answer. An absolute. Like this yeah. is the most shocking yeah, thing. It, Here it, it is it, for they you. They used to call me a, a shock jock, right? Like literally, they would call me Rolling Stones, and I'm hip hop's Howard Stern. Yeah. Right. They called me a shock jock. So it's a compliment. So all of this wild shit I was doing, wild shit I was saying, I was getting rewarded for it. Uh, then when cancel culture comes around, it's these same people that want to <laughs> be like, he has to go. This and that. I'm like. What the fuck? Y'all was just rewarding me for this shit five years ago. So it's like, yes, to your point, it's like when you're getting rewarded for something, how do you know what's right? How do you know what's wrong? Your bad behavior is uh, encouraged by the the worst motives that fuel people ever. (laughs) Clout, money, fame, drugs, women. Ah, It's a nightmare. Have you seen Nope? No, I haven't seen it. Nope. Nope, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I have not seen it. I want to though. I haven't I haven't had an opportunity. I, I was I've been working, man. You know, this TV show we back in production with uh season two of my late night talk yes. show. We got let's get into that. Yeah, it's time. called Hell of a Week. It's on Comedy Central every Thursday night at 10 11 30, right after the Daily Show. And so I've been back in production with that. So I really haven't had free time. Like I just got a got an opportunity to sneak away yesterday just to go check on my man Lil Duval because he got into a, a bad car accident. Yeah, yeah. He's down in Miami. So I went down to Miami to uh to check on him because he's down there rehabbing. And so I was in the fucking restaurant last night eating, and a dude came up to me and was talking to me. And he was like, Yo, what you say you say, what you down here for? And I was like, Oh, I came down here to check Lil Duval. And I'm like, he's good. I said, Yeah, yeah, he's just rehabbing right now. He was like, yeah, man, I be seeing him. He smoked so much weed. I knew it was eventually he was going to end up in rehab. I'm like, no. Uh, <laughs> no fucking rehab for me, bro. It's like that scene from Half Baked. Yes. You in here for some marijuana? Yes. <laughs> yes. So Bob like, Saget. So I haven't had time. Is it good? Is it a good movie? Okay, so <clears throat> here's why I wanted to ask this. because uh, Oh, you tweeted yeah. that hot take. I did see that. Yeah, I super, did see that. Super hot take. Yeah. Super hot take. I was pissed off, bro. Hurt people, hurt people. I was yeah. hurt. I was hurt. <laughs> I wanted to see a great movie, and I was just I was just let down. Do I regret tweeting it? No, started conversation. So, some people agreed, some people didn't. It doesn't matter. But a lot or a handful of reactions to that tweet were based in race. 
Really? Oh, a ton, dude, dude. dude I, oh, okay, I couldn't, okay. yeah, I, I couldn't believe how many people uh, were devolving the conversation to uh, black versus white. Interesting. And 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 even when. Uh, when Jake knocked out Tyron, he went on this one talk show. Oh, you talk about oh with uh, Carrie and Jamel. They were playing though. Were they playing? Yeah, they were joking. They were they were actually that, that's when I realized how stupid the internet can be. No, that's not when I realized it. I knew the internet. <laughs> but they were actually being sarcastic. Like they were Well, in that case, joking. it's fucking yeah, hilarious. Yeah, 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 but yeah. but he I don't think Jake he Jake didn't know that. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they, he, they, she asked him, she goes, Is it racist? That you knocked out Tyrone. No, Lewis. that was not yeah. sarcastic. She's she that's seemed what, that's fucking what, she serious. Seemed serious. No, they were playing. Are you sure? In yeah, the yeah. context of of jokery, because I'm, I'm I'm an aware person, dude. No, they like, were playing. I, no, that, that's a no, it's that, those are good friends real, of mine. Real, no, 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 no. Those are good friends of mine. And, oh yeah? yeah. So when I saw the reaction to it, I went to go look. I'm like, I know Carrie and Jamel didn't say that. Yeah, shit. I know they were playing. Yeah, and so I went to go look, and then I actually spoke to. Carrie, she was like, "Of course we were playing." Like, but I could tell they were playing. Right, right. Okay. Like when you watch it in context, she was like, "Was it racist that you knocked out Tyron <laughs> Woodley?" And Jake was like, "Where racism?" <laughs> oh, but I can understand why he would react like that because of shit like this. The reaction yeah. you probably got. Well, well it doesn't the Peel movies? Excuse my ignorance on this because I didn't see Nope. But don't the majority of Peel movies have an inherent uh, racial? motivation or storyline involved yeah. in them, right? So yeah. like Get Out, for example, was Get deeply out rooted yeah. in, in in race, right? So I would assume Nope had at least some it did. Uh, sure. inherent no, aspect it did. of that. Us, so, us, us was more about poverty in the way the government, you know, doesn't take care of poor people. Yep, yep. But my question is just like, so does, you know, a, 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 a white... A, uh, vet, potentially the whitest person of all white people having an opinion <laughs> on a on a on a you know uh, a racially based or semi racially based film have a racial connotation to that review and I, and I'm not and by the way I thought it was ridiculous that they retreated to that point I'm with you but I'm just trying to get into the mind I agree and understand Same. why Same. well I haven't seen the movie but I will say the first people that told me that they didn't like the movie was black people. Those are the first people. <laughs> full disclosure. Like, the first people that came to me and told me they didn't like the movie was uh, black people. They're like, yo, we gave Logan Paul shit online, but that that no, 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 sucked. no, no, no. I, 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 I would see black people on Twitter being like, what, what, what the fuck are you doing? Why, why, why does it need to go here? Yeah. And I guess why I bring it up is because it, uh, it hurts. It hurts. I stopped. I didn't, I didn't dig too deep because I stopped because I didn't want them to tell me what the movie was about. Because yeah. when I saw what you said, I saw people saying. This movie is about people like Logan Paul. Yeah, 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 and I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, I don't want to. Let me stop. Just a bunch of YouTubers were like racist. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> no, it's it's so it's, it's about uh, it's it's. Don't about... tell me what the movie is about. <laughs> no, but it, you don't even want the comparison. I don't even want right. to know. I don't even want to know. I'll see it for myself. I, but like, uh, I, I stuff you. like that, I don't get caught up in. I, hear you. Just, I try not to. Silly. But, it's yeah. like, come on, yo. Everything isn't. Everything isn't based on race. Yeah. It's just an opinion on a movie. Just because Bernie Magnesium threw out a tweet didn't mean <laughs> he's racist. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead and throw up a picture of Bernie Magnesium here. <laughs> and, and when I read what you said, I didn't see you didn't say anything about race. You gave like a Bro, detailed very breakdown. Detailed, like, but that it was did a come thing. from a racist point of view. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I, I also remember art art is 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 
ob- subjective. subjective. You know what yes. I mean? Like, so if you look at a painting, I could look and be like, what the fuck is this? And the other guy's like, I'll buy it. Like, so it's like, <laughs> you can't get mad at somebody, but the fact that they threw the race card, you know what I'm getting sad at? I'm getting sad of people just going to the last case scenario to get their fucking point across. Well, we go to the extremes. Yeah. And it's not, they do that with race. They do that with homophobia. They do that yeah. with transphobia. Like, we can't even have any honest conversations about nothing without somebody just labeling you. Well, especially something. with social media elevating that yes and all the thumbs up and if i make this a race thing i can get everybody that also makes it a race thing yes. on my side yes. to upvote me now my voice is stronger i'm an important person yes. on twitter for the that's day. that echo chamber yeah and you know we talk about our bad behavior being rewarded their wokeness is being rewarded 100 by the way i hate wokeness i think all woke people need to take a nap like you need sleep <laughs> you, you need you sleep when you don't get rest you don't think straight and some of this shit that we're hearing nowadays is like you can't possibly believe that yeah like there's no way you can possibly logically believe that <laughs> so some of it is getting a little uh it's, it's un- diluted it's ridiculous yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to stand up for what you believe in at this point and that's what i'm doing and i get i get toasted for it all the time but like dude it's at what point you're either going to be standing up for something you do believe or don't believe and you're going to get burnt regardless i like what you, you listen to what you say you said stand up for what you believe in that's my problem i don't think that they believe the shit that they're saying. Nah, oh, hell no. hell i don't no. think they really believe that i think they're only doing that because they know it's going to get them retweets going to get them likes gonna get them uh, we are sick people bro yeah. that bunch of like what you just said think about what you just said <laughs> for a second bro yeah. like yo i'm gonna make this person seem like a racist to get likes yeah. on twitter yeah bro yeah. look at what you just said. like bro think about what yeah, you just said yeah, yeah, yeah. So that happened back in the day if you didn't like somebody back in the day he's a witch Oh, say a little bit. burn oh, your right, shit up. Right, well, that's right. back. But not, in the day. yeah, but not right. to like. Back in the day. No, right. but yeah, but that shit's still carry, bro. Oh, it does, it does. It I does. don't like the way, you know what? That guy's a witch. It does. It's people that actually make money off this. It's people mm-hmm. that make money uh, based off people's outrage. Mm-hmm. If they can keep stirring that pot and keep people just like pissed the fuck off all the time. But the problem with that is if everything causes outrage, then what's outrageous? Because it feels like everything that's, called that, That's outrage. what I'm saying. I think that's where we're at and why the, the, the movement has lost a little bit of steam because everyone's up in arms about fucking everything. everything. Everyone has something to say about something and, and eventually we're like, we've heard it. We don't well, and, care. Well, and the like worst part is it, do you think they want us to be so divided that even the most outrageous thing is not even that outrageous? So the people that might be controlling this whole thing want to do outrageous. Who's that? Who are these puppet masters? The Illuminati. 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 Close your third eye. Close your third eye. Close your third eye. That's right. But no, it's true though. It's like we're not even paying attention to the real shit that's going on in the world that's really impacting us because we're so focused on who said spaz. Bro. Bro, you know I mean? uh, like Logan's people, fucking movie review. It's kind of uh, one of these things. Man. Look over here. Look over here. Bro, Johnny Depp, was Johnny Depp on Amber Heard had the nation oh glued to Captivated. the TV screen. Oh, now that was, hold on a sec, for weeks. Every off, single fucking thing that happened, they were captivated by. Uvalde, three days. Yes. Yo, Sandy I, Hook, three days. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are numb to children getting shot in the classrooms. But if somebody says we don't like nope, we're about to talk about that for a week, bro. Straight. Because we're obsessed racist, with celebrity. Bro, that's fucked up. To, to, his, to, to, to Mike's point, I was watching television and there was a shooting at a hospital that CNN was yep. reporting. I forgot where it was. It was a shooting at a hospital. And then all of a sudden, breaking news. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is happening? Or breaking news. I'm like, what the fuck else happened? Johnny Depp, Amber Heard verdict is coming. Uh, I'm like, yo, we're done. On. We're done. Come on, it's over. We're doomed. We're, to- we're toast. It's over. It's over. <laughs> and it wasn't even that good. 
I mean, she think about the cocaine in the courtroom, bro. Yeah. Like, it's light. <laughs> hey, no, I know. No, listen, it shouldn't be breaking the news of a school shooting, but like maybe afterwards, I want to know about it. I'm just, when it comes to celebrity drama, like I come, I, I, I remember being old enough to when fucking uh, OJ Simpson and the Bronco was breaking news. Mm. That was some shit. That shit was crazy. We ain't, you ain't going to see five documentaries and 18 movies from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Give Netflix time. <laughs> and a budget. Give Netflix time. You know how much content has come from that OJ case over the years? Yeah. We ain't getting that from Johnny yeah. Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah. That's, I guess, because that's my producer brain. That's what I think of when I look at these stories. Like, how many years of content? How, how, how impactful is this really? Yes. How, interesting. That Johnny Depp Amber Heard shit wasn't. Inter no. Interesting lens. I'm going to start applying that. Well, no, the only reason right. why that, that not the only reason, but one of the reasons why that trial was, uh, I mentioned this the other day, so kind of important was. A lot of people are calling that the final kill shot to like to like the, the Me Too movement to the Me Too up. movement to the Me Too movement exactly. Well, it, it, it's, that's the problem, right? We shouldn't be looking to kill any of that. We should be looking to just have honest conversations about what's going on in this world. That right there would have been a great conversation to have about uh, how two parties can both be toxic, mm -hmm. how two people can be toxic for each other. Yep. Like that should have been a conversation where men are pointing the finger at women, women pointing the mm -hmm. finger at men. Let's just have a conversation about how we're all probably in unhealthy relationships that we should have let go of a long time ago because yeah. if not it can lead us down paths like this e yeah. even if you know? she was like completely in the wrong and she's crazy would do we just stop there or do we go how did she get there no i don't well that's a that's a deep dive that's but like saying, but, but like I, I would my question my question would be like i never looked at it like yo this amber heard is crazy yeah. amber heard's crazy she's doing all of it dude johnny i'm sure was doing some shit he was doing some oh, shit yeah. it was, it was a toxic relationship it was a toxic relationship both sides yeah both sides. You know, it's funny, man. I think it's all about power. I think it's bigger than race, bigger than gender, bigger than, you know, sexuality, any of that stuff. It's just all about power. That's it. It's an abuse of power. All of these things that we're talking about are just an abuse of power. And if you give any one person too much power, any one organization too mm. much power, that power will ultimately corrupt said organization or mm. said person. I love that. That's, That's what, what I, I think. There's not enough people. Everybody's talking about right versus left. Why somebody's voting this way? Why somebody? Why somebody's voting that way? Power and greed. That's it. That's it. Those That's two it. things. You know what I'm saying? And we're not addressing either of those. They're fighting for power. Yeah. Republicans and Democrats are fighting for power. Personal power. That's all it is. Yeah. They don't care about the people. They yeah. care about personally being in power. That's all. That that's the biggest thing, man. Like that's why I always say, like the the, the more money you get. The more status you get, you know, fame, whatever it is. If you're ever put in a position of power, don't abuse that shit, man. Don't abuse it. I've seen men do it. I've seen women do it. I've seen days do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't abuse power. That's it. I'm going to keep that in mind when I run for president. Thank you. And you, you know what? Do it now. Do it. Do it while there's still a celebrity wave, you know, for Facts. presidents. You know what I mean? You might have to throw. You're not old enough yet. Got a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> got a little bit. How old are you? 27. Oh yeah, you got. You can't do it till you're 35. Eight, years, yeah. got eight, eight plus years. Plus eh. that, that's that's this year. This would have been your year. This gonna be your year. Like it could. It, it literally could have been because there's no candidates. Because I fire up the campaign. I mean, you got DeSantis, and you got. You know they're gonna have to wheel fucking Biden in. Uh, I don't. I don't want to see neither one. I don't want to see. No Biden. hell no. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm so over. I'm over politics and I say that, but I'm more into what we can do as a people to help each other. Yeah. I can't rely on on them anymore. And even when we do, 
need to rely on them. I still want to know how to like galvanize people to put pressure on them. Cause I think that's the problem with uh, the way politics is set up. After we vote, nobody knows how democracy works. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? So we yeah. put these people in positions and then we just fall back. Then when shit fucks up, we wonder yeah, why. It's like, yeah. hey, you gotta be active throughout the whole process. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like, I like having my own resources. That's why I think money is important because I know where to put this money. I know where to put this capital. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why I have my organization, like my foundation, the Mental Wealth Alliance. And over the next five years, we want to, you know, help 10 million black people get free therapy. You know what I mean? I want to increase the number of therapists and psychiatrists and just mental health professionals in this country. I think it's only like three, four percent that are black. I want to get that to at least 13 percent to reflect the population of black people in this country. So it's just like a lot of different things you can do with resources. Yeah. So I'd rather have my own money and my own resources so I can take care of my small little ecosystem. What they say, you wanna, you, if you wanna be the, if you wanna, uh, you gotta be the change you wanna see in the world, yeah, right? Sure. So, gotta have a little change to make change. That's the way I look at it. Dude, I love it. I love it, man. You're doing great things. Uh, yeah, thank you. Oh hey, shit, brother, no. Good time, man. You getting back in the boxing ring, man? I am. Okay, I am. You got an opponent? Not yet, uh, I think I have one in mind. Okay. You know, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be loud about it when it happens, but um, I'm, I'm big on first impressions. Okay. I selfishly had one, one question I wanted to ask, Talk if you don't me. mind. Sure. Is that cool? You've interviewed a ton of people on mm -hmm. Breakfast Club, some of the most influential, impactful hip hop artists, people in the world. And one that really stuck out to me, and I, whenever I get in the same room as, uh, as somebody who, who had the opportunity to pick that person's brain, um, I like to ask him this question, but what was it like to, to sit and interview Mac Miller? And and what and what was he like <laughs> as a person? Mac's my guy, man. You know, that, that's, that's, Mac was my friend. And he was my friend because we all started, same thing with show, we all started at MTV2 together. Like if you go back and you watch, like Mac Miller had a, t a, t a TV show on MTV2. Yep. So it was a reality show yep. based on his life. I think it was Mac Miller and the most dope family. Yep. I was the vo voiceover guy. No, for his, <laughs> yeah, for his commercials yeah, and for yeah. his TV show. Like that's how, you know, I go, go way back with Mac. Like I celebrated Mac's 21st birthday with him. Like, you know, oh, cause um, him and my co-host Angela Yee was cool too. So even when he moved to Brooklyn, you know, I'd go to his, crib in Brooklyn and I don't be kicking it with rappers like that, but Mac was just a, a, a cool young dude. And he was like, um, he was very smart and he was very into like, just how the world, the world worked. You know what I mean? I ain't, I'm not talking about governments. I'm talking about more on a spiritual level. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like what's behind all of this really? And like, yeah, man, when even when he was, if you go watch some of the Breakfast Club interviews, you see me fucking with him. Cause I'm like, yo, you better not be back on drugs. Like, you know, and he, ah. you know, he would always talk about how I, I check on him, make sure he was clean, stuff like that. And he was just a really, really good dude, a really, really dope spirit. And I, and, and I'm not one to lie about that. Cause there's some people that I know when they die and you ask me about them, I'm gonna tell you he was a fucked up person. Yeah. Mac Miller was not one of those people. He was actually a really, really good human who just wanted to like bring people together in a real way, you know? And it's just like, man, you see people succumb to you know, there's substance abuse issues and you just feel bad because you just like, man, I wish that he would have gotten the help that he needed while he was here. And it's not like he wasn't trying to get that help. It's just that, yo, sometimes you can't, um, you can't escape your, your, your demons, yeah. you know? So, but now nah, he was a really, really, really solid, solid individual. And like, he would like, we'd, we'd hit each other all the time, like literally all the time. Cause he, he watched a lot of interviews and stuff like that. So he'd hit me up and be like, talking to me about different interviews mm. that we were doing. He'll send me music early to listen to. Like he was a, he was a really good dude. That was, really it just, I, you know, I've, 
we'll do this again sometime, I'm sure. But it was just I was going to ask you questions about like impactful deaths in the in the space, and that for me, the reason I asked about Mac is because that was the the death that impacted me the most because I listened to a lot of his music mm-hmm. and I had my own substance abuse and mental health problems, and when I heard faces coming out. I was like, yo, this man's in trouble, like heavy, heavy trouble. Like every song was about, yo, I'm going to die today. I'm going to die tomorrow. I'm, I, I, I'm going to check. I'm not going to make it to rehab. And um, he always said he didn't want to join the 27 Club and he didn't even make it. Nah. He died at 26. He, he was a hip hop head too. Like Mac, Mac, I remember one time Mac called me. And, What's that? I thought he was 27. It's 26. He didn't even make it. Uh, yeah. I remember Mac called me one time. He was like, he wanted to do a record with Memphis Bleak. And Bleak, my guy, I love Hell no yeah. to Bleak, but I'm fuck just like, yeah, the understanding. what the fuck you know about Bleak? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, I connected him and he ended up doing the record, but it's just like, that's that's where his mind was. Like, he was just like a super duper hip hop head, loved the culture. Like, he's he he was everything that Post Malone isn't. Yeah. Mayonnaise record. Because he actually, because he he paid homage to the culture and he respected the culture and he loved the culture. You know what I mean, and that's like I I I salute Mac forever. That was a yes, that was a tremendous that was a tremendous loss because that was somebody I I I really knew. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't like just some rapper I interviewed. Like yeah. like I knew Mac. Yeah. Like he was a good dude. Sorry to bring it to that spot at the end. I just it's a no, it's didn't. a really mean. You wanted to bring everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. energy down. Yeah, you're a real <laughs> asshole. You're a real <laughs> asshole, Mike. Exactly. Also, also, do also I, I like Post Malone. I don't want him to listen. To <laughs> like I was, I was just trying to make him like me. Post, I, I don't, I don't, by the way, I, I don't dislike Post Malone either. Oh, you don't? No, I don't dislike Post Malone. Are you guys cool now? No, I don't know him. I don't. I never knew. Well, him. Could you get to know him? So invite me to the concert, please. <laughs> nah, but you know, I, I I just didn't. I didn't like that comment or that statement. You know what I mean? So I. I voiced my disdain for that statement. Well, don't reduce somebody to their lowest moment. No, not at all. I respect him. Like he's a he's a huge huge star. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just that that what he said in that moment, I didn't I didn't get jiggy with. I like how much you've grown. Could you give your therapist a Logan? <laughs> I could use one. You but you're 27, man. You unpacking things. Like I didn't. Like, That's my theory. What? Well, we'll be what fine. I'm figuring like, it out. You guys right been path. unpacking for a long. I'm unpacking. Hey, I got it, a big bag. But healing 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 is a journey, not a destination. Facts. You're never gonna stop healing. Like, like never. You, you. Yeah, but his healing is like he's been doing donuts in the parking lot. Bro. Oh my he god, he ain't going somewhere. <laughs> oh my god. Talk therapy don't work for everybody. <laughs> right? Talk therapy don't work for everybody. Everybody got an outlet. You know what I mean? If drag racing is Logan's, hey, let him do his drag racing. You know, what I mean? <laughs> no, just do it in a nice contained space to where you don't hurt nobody. That's yeah. it. Well, dude, thank you, man. Appreciate you, yeah, man. This was awesome. I, I want to get y'all. I want to get y'all on Breakfast Club, and I want to get y'all on the uh, the talk show. Hell of a week, man. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. That, when man. y'all got time. Yeah, we'd love to. Word, word. Thank you for having me. Thank you, bro. Appreciate so much. You. Appreciate you guys, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I can tell y'all don't know how to close the show. No, no. <laughs> Everybody looking at each other all awkward, like, oh, how do you close this? Because <laughs> it's on It's supposed to be my job, but, oh, and it normally okay. is. But he ruined it with that fucked up question yeah, about Mac. I've got what I want. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. Charlemagne the Guy, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. We'll see you next time. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.